happen with that. Dupes. Did you see Lola was found guilty of being a dupes earlier today? I saw that. I did see that. Gavel went down. Yep. <laughs> and may God have mercy on your soul. Duper. Dupes. She's great. Lola's the best. Yeah. Uh, I feel like her sentencing trial will be lenient. <laughs> it's like four more new toys. Yeah. <laughs> That's her. That's yeah. her. That's her. That's her sentence. Yeah, is that she gets four new toys? <laughs> She's like, as oh. opposed to eight. Yeah. Oh well. Okay. <laughs> it would have been eight, but now it'll be four. I mean, I've had my eye on this green Bobo. <laughs> can Too she bad. see color? I don't think. She I don't can. think she can. Can you see color? Dogs no. are colorblind. Yeah, you're yeah. colorblind, huh, they Lola? They can see tones of gray and tones of love. Yeah. Um, they smell love. I just want yeah. to make sure we love. hit some of these things real quick. Uh, even in the intro. Yeah. Rage 2 sucked. Ooh. And it shouldn't have existed. That's not even throwing shade because that seems to yeah. be like general it consensus. It seems general consensus that game's bad. Yeah. No one asked for it. No. Yeah. It was really like kind of <laughs> I, a like, but, like, here's Doom Eternal. Here's... A Wolfenstein where you get to play as his daughters, and here's Rage 2. And everyone's like, wait, what? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> now, I will say this. Andrew WK rocked the house last year at their Bethesda E3 press conference. Uh -huh. All I know in is... In preparation of the Rage 2 Walmart reveal. I look forward... That's right, I forgot about that. I look forward to playing Rage 2 this holiday from the Steam sale for like $10. You're going to buy it for $10? I don't know. I didn't even really play the first one much. I, I don't think I'm getting that game. No. Like, uh, here's the thing. I love neon and post-apocalyptic Mad Max settings mm -hmm. just as much as the next person. True. But, like, you gotta, you gotta have something below the surface. Yeah. And, like, it was apparent from the beginning that there wasn't much more to this new rage that uh, hadn't already been done in the first range. Mm -hmm. And that yeah. game didn't do a whole hell of a lot. Yeah. It was just, like, it was a showpiece for the id tech engine. So it was a John Carmack joint. It was a John Carmack joint. And yeah. he's not a very good game maker when yeah. he's just making a game by himself. Yeah. He's great yeah. at making the tech behind a game. Yeah. Rage always looked really technically impressive. It yeah. just wasn't fun to play. Yeah. I think that's the problem. Sometimes they forget to make fun games. Yeah. It's and just it's like, not I, that Rage 2 isn't fun. I think there's parts of it that are pretty fun. I just think that from what I've seen, the open world was just kind of dull. Yeah. And that's it, lame. I think think of it as I, it wanted to make their pet sounds or not their pet sounds yeah no pet sounds uh before gearbox released borderlands which would be like the white album in this scenario yeah yeah, yeah. except like yeah yeah except and so it ended like up, everything going ended up, on over there at gearbox Oh, yeah, man, well, I mean, this is—we're talking—we're talking way back when in the first Borderlands. Right. I'm not talking about oh. Borderlands Three. I'm talking about the introduction of both of these franchises. Oh, you know? got you, got you, got yeah, you. Yeah, about Border... the first Borderlands. Got yeah, got you. Okay, so if you don't know the, for people that don't know the story, the originally um, Brian Wilson of the Beach Boys, mm -hmm. he'd been—he worked his ass off 
on Pet Sounds. It was supposed to be like his magnum opus, right? It was supposed to change music. And then the Beatles White Album comes out. Yeah. He has he has a panic. He like freaks out. He has a stroke. And uh yeah, just like his his life kind of like goes to hell from there. Sure. Um, I'm not saying that the people that made Rage their life went to hell or anything, but I mean if They you were want already to, to hell and back at that point. Oh. Yeah. Want... <laughs> yeah. Get it? Yes, I you do. Get it? Do you get the yeah. reference? Oh, I get it. Oh uh, yeah. Mm. I remember it software games. I remember when it software wasn't owned by Bethesda or Zenimax. Yeah. That's a long that's so long ago. That was you know, that was before Shack News was owned by Gamefly. Yep. But you know, uh God bless them for uh revitalizing the Doom franchise more. I love the Wolfenstein mm-hmm. franchise and what it's doing now, but like in particular Doom was always like a personal oh, favorite. Yeah, that's that's my favorite. I see the thing is like to me, Wolfenstein doesn't even really feel like an id software property. No. They made Wolfenstein 3D, Spear of Destiny, and since then they farmed it out. I feel like it's a machine games yeah. title now. Yeah. And like mm-hmm. they're doing great work. They are. You know, and they use modified id tech. Mm-hmm. Uh I think I think sometimes or they kind of they use iterative versions of id tech then yeah, the yeah. Doom it seems like Doom comes out on these certain yeah. milestone engines and then the Wolfenstein games kind of sputter around in whatever they're adding at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. but they both work, they work very closely, uh, machine games, id software, and now Arc. I, I think it's, uh, there's like another studio that might be working on this, uh, the, the next Wolfenstein game. Mm. Uh, so I, I think that Bethesda's taking their property and just like, yeah, they did, they made a good choice with Wolfenstein, with the New Order, the New Colossus. Yeah. Those are both really good games. Uh, my problem with those games is BJ always feels very squishy. Yeah. Kind of like Duke. You died very quickly in both those games. Yeah. Uh, whereas Doom Guy, because of the nature of the glory kill, you you almost feel invincible. Yeah. You did yeah. a lot You did a lot in the classic games as well. Mm-hmm. He could really roll with punches for a while. Sure, and there was a lot of pickups yeah. in all oh. its software games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but also, I mean, wasn't... DJ Blasco is always supposed to be a spy, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah, spies aren't heavily armored. Oh, also just like totally yeah. outnumbered at all times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah the yeah. odds are against BJ yeah. all the yeah. time. And he somehow Doom. does it. And that's why he's kind of like Doom Guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the Doom Guy was made to be like in, the most guarded out badass. In, in 2016, like the they're just afraid of him. You know, yeah, like Doom yeah. Guy is like he's like, uh, like oh shit, here comes that boy. Yeah, you know, and like they were all very afraid of him, and I think that'll be the case in Eternal as well. Mm-hmm. So you're right, it's definitely different, and and because of that, the the style of play is different. Like you don't, you're not trying to like choke people out and Doom. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you're gonna just rip them with your pair of hands. You can literally, or uh, yeah, this new game has a meat hook. Yeah. You know, so there's things like that. Um, but yeah, I just kind of wanted to start the show quickly this week because I know that we were a little late to start to record. And I wanted to say that Rage 2 shouldn't have happened. No. You know, I still don't know why it did. It's a really interesting... Uh, that's, a, that's, a, that's an interesting one. It is. So I agree with Josh's 5 out of 10 review. Uh, and I stand by that. Uh, but yeah, Blake, I don't know if you want to sing a song to start off the show for us, but that would be great. Oh, 
Shack News Podcast kind of day. How are you doing? Let's talk about video games and go on tangents and rant about things we don't like. It's a Shack News Podcast. A Shack News Podcast. Yes, it's Shack News Podcast, and it's happening tonight. I don't yeah. Welcome to the Shack Cast, the official Shack News podcast of Shack News. I'm your host, Awesome Cobb, CEO, Editor Chief, Chief Puppy Wrangler, but not this week because I have my tag team partner, Dave Craddock, here to help me wrangle this puppy, Lola Bear. Hey, the chair pet of the board. Coming almost on her anniversary of her election. I know. Uh, her yeah. fir- we can almost use this as a Lola retrospective this week. That's true. How well she's done in her first year. Uh, as chair pet. State of the Lola. The state of the Lola. Maybe next week. That's right. It'll just be a Lola podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? Cause... And it'll just be her and Mr. Bill. Uh, but yeah, Lola, thank you for coming here across the, the living room to the couch, uh, bringing your Bobo with you. It's a pretty big climb for her to get up here. The long trek. She actually can't do it. I have to help yeah. her. She's too little. She's got small feet. Yep. Uh and then, uh, so yeah, like I said, with me, uh, making the long trek across the, not so mean streets, but it's kind of stormy streets. Yeah. Stormy streets the of Canton, Turbulent Ohio. streets of turbulent. Yeah, yeah. Off and on all week. All week. Yeah. And when it gets rainy in Canton, the traffic gets bad. Yeah. It just is like that. Uh, You'd think people here would be used to like hydroplaning, ice, <laughs> everything, but no. I feel like people drive better in snow here than they do in rain. I don't know why, but it just feels like by the time it's icy and snowy on the ground, people are not, they don't want to risk their life as much. No. Is where like people are like, yeah, it's just rain. Then they like yeah. skid off on, like I've seen, I don't know. I've seen several accidents in the past few days, uh, like on Fulton and Everhard mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. like uh parking lots <laughs> they we have some weird some terrible parking lots here though can we really should we you know we should do a power ranking of the worst the worst i'm down for that <laughs> the worst parking lots of can't know I, I have there's a tie in my mind right now so we also have a, another guest here coming to us through a series of tubes on the internet uh and i, I I'm, I'm hearing that they might be faster tubes than they were earlier in the day uh, uh certainly hope so <laughs> blake morse our reviews editor and our soon-to-be uh east electronic sports commentator extraordinaire once more uh Ahoy, boy. how you doing dude oh man i uh i you know i told i told comcast my feelings today yeah, that's good yeah, I, I think really, it... i didn't hold back i think it was time they heard the truth <laughs> uh, that they're just monopoli- monopolistic or oligopolies, right? Yeah. Yeah. I it feels be- like it's the Jets and the Sharks, man. Whenever you move into a neighborhood, it's like, hey, this is Comcast territory. See? Yeah. It's like, nah, this yeah. is Cox territory over here. <laughs> nah, this is Time Warner. Oh, we're Spectrum now. No, nah, this is AT&T U-verse. See? Meanwhile, Massive but- Cable's like, thanks for making us number one. <laughs> but, but yeah, because we have no other choice. <laughs> Yeah. Thanks Fuck for too, making Maslin us, Cable. Yeah, Maslin Cable, Blake. No one knows who Maslin Cable is. They own uh, like I don't know how many fucking acres <laughs> they have of internet <sighs> spectrum, but it's ridiculous. I I I feel your pain. Is all I'm saying, and I'm excited because we get gigabit next week here in Canton, not at my house, 
but at the new Shack News Intergalactic headquarters. Yeah, this is a this is a big deal. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Uh, we'll we'll be telling people more about it in the future, but uh, Blake got to walk through it uh, over Facetime with us, and David lives down the street uh so we're gonna be hanging out there with lola uh pretty much right after e3 either if not next week we'll see yeah. um, I, I need to get a cleaning crew in there yeah uh and then you know start figuring out what to colonize first it's a lot of space mm-hmm. <laughs> which is great uh so that was i i wanted to you know just mention that mm-hmm. the late night army show will be coming back we're gonna be we're gonna be producing a lot of content over there. Yeah, I yeah. I really hope so. Yes. Oh yes. There's I'm gonna, gonna be a lot of stuff happening there. Uh, Con- content makes me content. So, oh, I, uh, I have to start the show with this. I went to New York City after Judges Week, right? And it was for this Nintendo event uh, where I got to play Super Mario Maker Two. I got to play Super Mario Maker 2, you see. Yes. And it's great. It re- I was I was completely to sound oh good lord it's late. Cliché, blown away by the direct, but you actually got to go hands on with it. Mm-hmm. I'm I am jelly. It's outstanding. Um and there's there's some it, it, let me take you into the first 10 minutes I played, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh cuz knowing me and knowing that I was playing on the Wii U, and I don't know if you remember this, the system, uh, it had a tablet device and mm. a TV device, and it would show two different images on them. So you would have the tool in your hand, and you'd get to, it was very tactile. You would make your level there, and you could see it kind of come up on the screen, and you could play it on the screen. That also made it fun for someone to watch you build a it level. It was super fun to watch people build levels for yeah. that reason. Yeah. Um, this the the touch interface exists in handheld mode but i only had a certain amount of time to capture gameplay footage so i decided i was going to do the majority of my hands-on time with a pro controller the first like three to five minutes i'm like oh my god they've ruined this game because i didn't know what the hell i was doing and they you know and i had because this is a limited time i didn't do the tutorial I just jumped straight in, and I had a a rep there telling me what to do. So D-pad is how you navigate the tools, you know, so that left the left menu or that right the top menu or that right menu, you can navigate it with the D-pad, right? Or there's like certain uh, actions that would have a button press. So there's this like shortcut to all the item wheels. That's the Y button. And that'll pull up everything. And then you can just kind of scroll through, okay, there's terrain, there's enemies, there's goodies. You so know? it took you a little while to catch on to it, but once you did, it felt... I was, like I said, for the first 10 minutes, I'm like, I think I might hate this game. And I was like, oh no. But then yeah. it started to click. And you can even see it in my gameplay. I'm like, okay, okay. Because like for some reason in your mind, if you're using a cursor with an analog, right? Because mm-hmm. that's how you, the cursor, like where you move things, like what replaces the stylus, right? That's controlled by the analog, but the menu navigation is controlled by a D-pad. So you find yourself trying to move your your cursor 
to the 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 fringe of the mm. screen. Once you stop doing that, it becomes very easy to use. <laughs> but but that's like a weird kind of mind fuck, right? Like that yes. you're like uh, it's counterintuitive because yeah. the D-pad and the analog they're kind of shared things. Yeah. Usually they don't have different functions. Uh and, and anyway, a lot of games they do. So it's not necessarily true, but it's it's just they've taken things like from first person shooters right like the idea of a weapon wheel Mm -hmm. because that's like an acceptable form of flipping through stuff pretty quickly yeah and once you understand like the button vernacular for pulling that stuff up Mm -hmm. it becomes very quick and very intuitive and then they did little things like uh so in the original you remember in briefcase level five the end of course not neither of you have ever beaten it but I've come pretty close. At the end, it's like a Dark Souls moment, what? right? Yeah. And you have this you have two pipes that are spitting out fireballs at you. Yeah. Right? So you you have you have fire you have uh sorry, fire flowers. Mm-hmm. And then there's three Bowsers who are huge with wings. Uh in Monster. the original Mario Maker, you had to create the Bowser and then drag a mushroom onto him and then drag wings onto him. In this one, in Mario Maker 2, you can click, you, you just create the Bowser, you click on Bowser, and he has like menu options right there. Oh. So it's super intuitive. That is like a big, that I, I love, love Sub, design like that. Yeah. Sub menu organization. I just love taking design and something that took three clicks now takes one. Yeah. I love stuff like that. And that's yeah. like the little things that I started to see as I was like playing 10 minutes in. And mind you, I had about 30 minutes with Course Creator. Mm-hmm. So that last 20 minutes, I was in love. Like I was flying and I was like making really cool things and I was iterating and I was like jumping between making and playing, making and playing. Because that's how, how do you think you make these pixel perfect jumps? It's by figuring out the, where you're going to land mm-hmm. and then you turn on Mario Trail. And when you pause it back when you're going, when you're creating, you see where you're going to land. Right. And then I started putting like enemies where I was going to land if you try to just run, you know. And then I didn't get to mess with the uh, the clear conditions in the creator. But man, think about the uh, opportunities there. You have to get a hundred coins to clear my level. Yeah, I, I think out of all of the announcements of new functionalities, I'm most excited for clear conditions because they're so varied. Like, and yeah. you can mix and match yeah. things. Like, you have the red and blue switches. Oh my god! I, I, my first level, it's like it's in my head already. Oh, man. Like, I know what I'm doing. Yeah, I, I, it's I, I have so many thoughts about what to do with on-off switches in a level. Yeah, and how you can make this really fun, challenging level, but you, that one that you could also beat easily. Like I want to make something where you can speed run through it. It's gonna be really fun if you get it right, you know. And then it'll can, it'll make you feel stupid if you're not doing it right. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But are there Super Mario Brothers two options? No. But there's a room next to Super Mario 3D World for another thing. I could there see are them five course styles currently. You know what? I could see them adding like a Super Mario Land two. 
because mm-hmm. that one is most similar in terms of physics to Mario Three and Mario. Well, Mario World especially. It's like Mario World. Yeah. Didn't they, did they not add just general like Game Boy visuals? No. No, that never happened. It didn't even happen in the uh, 3DS version, which surprised no. me a yeah. little. But yeah. No, no, wow. it's okay, Lola. I didn't mean no. She whenever I say no, she's like, "Oh no, okay, no, no, you're a good girl." <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's okay, Lola. It's okay, dupes. What of um? Did you try the? Did you try any of the multiplayer stuff out? Yeah, I did. Uh, so there was like a big hubbub, pre-order canceled, a big stink uh, earlier this week about how uh, Super Mario Maker Two is not going to ship with online play with friends. And uh, I did not get to try online play uh, at the preview event. I tried out local four-player Mario, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Which is very similar to like, the new Super Mario Brothers game right. experience. Yeah. I my In my preview, I said it has no business being this fun. It, it, it shouldn't be that good. But now like you're going to create these levels where... Uh, you can make them for multiplayer, and you can tag it. It's like, hey, this is a multiplayer level. Yeah. But what was cool about it, and I think it's, I think that's different than the new Super Mario Brothers, is that it's co-op. Is new Super Mario Bros. co-op? It's it's a hybrid. Yeah. It's like competitive it's, co-op. It's own, yeah, it's mm-hmm. competitive co-op. But you pl- you clear levels, but at any time I could just grab you and throw you into a pit. Same. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. a very similar thing. Yeah. But you. Yeah, one of the levels that I played was clearly built for all of us to cooperate. And hey, you go down there and you get those coins while we're up here and we're getting these coins. Right. Because we had to have a hundred coins by the time we got to the end of the level. And it was like one of those. It had like almost two tiers to it. Mm-hmm. Um. So I felt like there's that. But yeah, it's funny because uh, you end up bopping on people's heads and. All stupid, all sorts of yeah. really dumb stuff happens. And Dave Brevik, the co-creator of Diablo, calls that divorce mode. Yeah, seen <laughs> his wife would play it like have fun, but like <laughs> stop just short of like wanting to throttle each other. Yeah, so divorce mode is great. Yeah, and it's still in the game. And honestly, Nintendo's not known for the best online experiences, so I'm not shocked that this is happening. I don't think it's a deal breaker. I definitely think it's a negative that I put in my review. Yes. Down the road. But, you know, I I, ha- I don't have a review copy or anything. I'm just saying, if yeah. you know, whenever I do review this game, uh, yeah, that's going to be a negative, but it's not a game-breaking sort of thing. It's not a game-breaking thing, and I don't want to make this sound like a two lines of code comment, mm-hmm. but they built a multiplayer system for playing with strangers. It's really weird. So... Mm-hmm. why can't you play with friends that's that's it yeah that's it and that's because nintendo yeah and they are Do you, i i I think that the the lack of amiibo support might be a bigger deal uh just to put it into into context sure. it, it's not a game breaking but you know one of the coolest parts of the original super mario maker was you could make like a Mega Man themed level and right at the beginning you have the amiibo mushroom that turns you into Mega Man. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't really, it doesn't change anything mechanically, but it's kind of cool to jump around as Mega Man. Mm-hmm. You know, I I, uh, mm-hmm. I I played one level, like someone remade Zelda 1's first dungeon as the Super Mario Brothers underground theme. And first, like right out of the gate, they turn you into Link. And yeah. so I, I just feel like kind of building on that, the next level up, one of the biggest appeals of Super Mario Maker 
was the amount of content you could create according to themes. Not only yeah. themes as in like this is a platform game or this is a puzzle game, but this is a Mega Man themed no, platform it, thing. You go back and you play my first le- my first few levels. There's so many amiibos in those sure. levels. I thought that was a really cool feature. I loved that. It just and it, it's so sad that they're moving away from that in this game that they chose to do that in favor of Mies, which is a yeah. vernacular that I'm so tired of. Yeah. I'm tired of talking about Mies. Yeah. But there, but I think it's heading into a direction where maybe you'll be able to put yourself into the game. It's just it kind of the with a Luigi hat on detractors of Mama Amiibo. Yeah, <laughs> oh, low hanging fruit is so sweet. Um, it's been kind of a, a negative point for detractors of Amiibos from the beginning has been that they don't really do anything. You know, their versatility, their their functionality is so limited. Sure. And this is just kind of almost Nintendo saying, yeah, we don't really care either. We just know you're going to buy these to collect them. Mm-hmm. And I, again, it's not game breaking. It's just kind of disappointing. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, that's that was the negative about that. Uh, those are, I guess, the two negatives, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, also, it seems pretty obvious that the Mario Maker 1 levels will not transfer. No. Yeah. So that's a blessing and a curse. It sucks because all of you guys are, oh, just remake briefcase level five. I'm not going to do that. I know you're not. I'm just going to plug in my Wii U and you you can beat it there. I will too. That's, <laughs> that's something like, we can uh, stream from the Shack yeah. News Intergalactic. That'll, that'll be a stream. Yeah. We can make it a weekly stream until you beat it. Yeah. Two streams then. Okay. Yeah. We'll see. Hey, I hope so. And I honestly, I just, I think it's lame to make someone here, here, here's all these new tools. Yeah. Make this old thing that you made with this, a freaking Wii U. Yeah. I'm like, no, sorry. Time for the new hotness. Yeah. Sorry. I'm going to just make new levels with these new tools and they'll be hard as fuck too, but yeah. maybe, maybe not. I was in a very dark place when I made that level. Yeah. I'm not as, I'm not as upset at the world. Maybe I am. I don't know. We'll hey, find out when we we'll find levels. Out. Anyway, yeah, I cannot wait for that weeks. game. It's just a few weeks no. away, too. It's, yeah. yeah, it's not very far away. It's going to be great. I cannot wait for that game. I was telling you before the show, I pre-ordered it. Today. Yeah. I bought that $100 Nintendo voucher, got Mario Maker 2, and New Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe. For $20 off, right? Yeah. That's not bad. Nope. There's a lot of good games that work with that Nintendo game voucher. Yes. It's an interesting concept that they're doing there. Um, so, yeah, that's that was my, my big preview. Uh, there's some other stuff from Judges Week that I wrote. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about this, this other thing I did uh, yesterday. Oh. Uh, I, wrote a, I wrote about the Call of Duty uh, Modern Warfare single player. Yes, you did. Yeah, you uh, you did. You called them out mm-hmm. on their uh, attempt to tell a real story, I guess, quote-unquote, or something like that. St- uh, they, they used phrases like ripped from the headlines and authentic realism uh, in their presentation. At one point during the presentation, they were like, we really wanted to get that live leak feel. And I That's was just, just I, I like I like what? I was taken back. I sat up in my chair and I looked around and I'm like I just wanted to raise my hand and be like, Do you know like beheadings are aired on that yeah, website? Like, you know that's mm-hmm. not something you should aspire to, right? Yeah, I, yeah. I that's when I knew that things I was like, uh oh. 
and I, I didn't I did, actually didn't mention that in the article but yeah that was one of the things that I heard where I saw uh Imran Khan and uh, Austin Walker talking about on Twitter too where we all we all like at both presentations there were two presentations at Judges Week yeah. and in both ones they said that so that was scripted yep. uh that there's this game is aspiring to be something and I, I tried to lay out what their aspirations were in the beginning of that article here's what they say the goals were for this game or their their vision for you know because last year did not have a single player no uh what blops which one were we on four yeah. Blops four. yeah yeah blops four did not have a single player so you know, this is, we've been oh two years without a call of duty single player uh, so this is like their big chance to reinvent things and they're like so there are these tier one people who have like really sweet weapons and then there's like tier one enemies who also have really sweet weapons but now there's like freedom fighters and then terrorists and i'm like okay so like there's like white people with that are good and white people that are bad and the bad guys are russian yeah because we know how many countries are occupied by Russia uh-huh. in the Middle East right now. Oh, yeah. You know, that global war on terror, Russia's been really active fighting the global war on terror. Yeah. So I, I, I felt like I pointed out two things. I think it's disingenuous to act like the United States is not occupying these brown people countries. As a brown person, I think that's disingenuous. And then I think that the instant rattle. Uh, so let's, let's talk about the story. Holy shit. So, like, two different gameplay, uh, like, scenes, I guess you could call them. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, you're in this house, and you're, like, clearing it out, and there's, like, all these terrorists in it, but they're in plain clothes. So, like, you can't tell. You're in, like, an apartment building, right? Mm-hmm. You can't tell, like, if the person's a terrorist or not. And right. then it's just really tense, and there's, like, a moment where they have to kill a woman, right? So, it's, like, already that the presentation's already feeling weird, weird after that one. And then the second one, you here's how it starts. Like you're literally uh, underneath rubble. Like the first, the beginning of the scene, you're underneath rubble. You look to your left, and it's your mother, and she's dead. And there's been a bombing in some sort of square in some sort of brown person country. Mm-hmm. And then your dad finds you. Actually, people find you underneath the rubble. You're still alive. Your mom's dead, mm-hmm. so she's gone. And then your dad picks you up and says, come with me. We got to see if your brother's okay. So you go with your dad, takes you to your house. Yeah. And then, uh, this, there's like already like a, there's like a gas attack happening outside. So it's like, I don't know, sarin gas or whatever. Uh, and like your dad's like, we only have two masks or whatever, you know? Like, so they're, they're freaking out about that. And then a soldier comes in and your dad fights the soldier right because he's trying to kill him basically Mm -hmm. and then you're watching this right so you're like you're supposed to be like six or eight years old you're a girl and you sit here and you watch your mother die in a bombing and your dad gets basically stabbed in the neck i think Mm -hmm. and you watch him die so then this russian soldier is in your house and you instead of hiding or running away you instantly try to kill him with a screwdriver and it's just a really weird cut where you go from this like cutscene to like gameplay and your first goal 
as this girl is to murder this dude with a screwdriver. As a, as a brown girl. As a, br- a little brown girl. Yeah. Your first goal is to murder this dude with a screwdriver. And ultimately, your brother helps you. Somehow, this Ivan Drago looking like motherfucker, mm-hmm. somehow this guy gets subdued by two kids who are brown. Yeah. And they shoot him at the end. So that's the instant they're radicalized. Yeah. They killed a guy. Yep. Right. And I'm just like, come on. Did this have to. You didn't have to go this way. Yeah. There's a way that you could have got the girl to be the freedom fighter that you wanted without doing that. And I just feel like I and I called it tone deaf. Yeah, it really is. And it's, you know, I think it fosters stereotypes and it's. Because, of course, a brown person at the age of six, their first instinct would be to like kill yeah instead of run the fuck away yeah instead of i would do at 37 yeah instead of run yeah but but these brown kids in these other countries no asif they're gonna learn how to fight and kill at a young age Mm -hmm. they've probably already been taught yeah 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 i mean how else would she know to stab the guy with the screwdriver repeatedly yeah and like i said it's i i I even said it in my article i'm like there was a way to do this that would have been better. i read uh, an official response they sent to you, mm-hmm. and I I thought that was still bullshit. Yeah, it, it, to me yeah. it was the most video game ass video thing. Like basically I, read between the lines. Well, we need her to kill because this is Call of Duty, and we kill yeah. video games. It's boilerplate. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was it was very uh, I don't know. Just towing the line, it didn't really justify it. No, and it, it, and it also did it. not address my criticism about the Russian occupation mm-hmm. uh, at all. You know what? The, the first And honestly, year, that if you want to be edgy, you fucking make a game about the American occupation of a brown person's country. The first year that America is portrayed as the bad guys, I will, I'll pre-order Call of Duty. <laughs> yeah. Just to support that. Like, hey, here's a pre-order on your balls because I know you have to pay... You have to pay off the balls you grew yeah. to do this. No, you know? they, they'd never do that. No, they'll never and, do it. And uh, there was a very interesting discussion in our chatty thread. I really appreciate all the comments there uh, about how that game is basically propaganda. And, oh, yeah. And basically calling yeah. that out. Um, so many military games. I mean, I, and, and Jeff Keeley picked me to be a judge, mm-hmm. right? He picked me to be a judge. There's not many minority judges at the game critics uh i can tell you that much mm-hmm. it's a lot of white people there now and i mean like austin was there there's like other people right in the industry who saw that same thing i did and they did not feel compelled to call out call of duty that's all i gotta say mm-hmm. <laughs> like there's there's people out there who saw the same shit and because of editorial reasons advertising reasons whatever they were afraid to say that and also i just don't think i don't maybe they didn't take offense because they're not necessarily muslim you know and i I, uh you know what i've noticed i noticed i saw i saw your piece obviously i read it i also saw that austin walker did write a piece on vice mm -hmm. but i didn't really see many others no and like there's there's a commonality there right like yeah austin weren't two white dudes covering this call of duty event no you know no, and like Ozzy Mejia was there. Yeah, right. You even turned to him during some of that stuff. Like, no, I just I I went immediately to Ozzy after the event after the presentation. I'm like, dude, that made, really made me feel a certain way. Yeah. And if you go back and you read Ozzy's first impressions of Life is Strange Two, 
it's a very similar tone. Ozzy's like, I really don't like the idea that these two kids who had their parents taken away from them because they're illegal or whatever, mm-hmm. that they instantly turn to crime. Yeah. It's that same stereotype. It's that it's the same it, and it's it, it's unfortunate because it's in the name of a gameplay mechanic. But it's a bad decision that casts a bad light on a minority. Mm-hmm. And it very rarely is called out in our industry. Yeah. So Don't worry though, Austin. They had consultants though. I know. <laughs> I know. So, oh, well, they talked all about yeah. their consultants. Right. And like honestly, Guess what? That's probably the best presentation of a gun you've ever seen in a game. Yeah. It'll be the best graphics of a gun like you've ever seen. But it's not uh it's not a good game. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to go out on a limb. And, but you know what? Maybe down the road once once the multiplayer embargoes are up, maybe people will talk about the multiplayer and they'll forget about this. Because Call of Duty's more about multiplayer than it is the story i will i want to raise that point and i know why you why you made it um because a lot of people in chatty echoed it and elsewhere i almost think that it's like this systemic problem mm-hmm. a lot of people are going to say well don't pay attention to call of duty story anyway but frankly you kind of have to yeah because it is it is a blockbuster on par with like madden's meaning that sure. it, it's something that casual gamers play and mass and i don't think like uh, in order for things to change, things have to change. Yeah. You have to start somewhere. And uh, it doesn't seem to be starting with. I mean, first of all, they just fucking. It's Call of Duty Modern Warfare. The only difference is there's no four in mm-hmm. the title, you know? Yeah. No, and I, like I know, and I basically, as a fan, I checked out after Modern Warfare 2. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not. And you guys know me. Like I love shooters. Mm-hmm. I I will compliment the gunplay in a Call of Duty game or whatever sure. for eternity, because um, I do think they just you look at Blobs, you look at World War Two, their gunplay is good. So a lot of people will just swipe past this and be like, whatever. Yeah, I don't even play the story; it doesn't matter. But yeah, it does because, like you said, there's there's millions of people who buy this game every year. And these messages are not very positive well, about brown people. The other reaction is, well, Call of Duty stories are always meant to be kind of dumb and campy. This doesn't seem dumb and campy to me. No, this is them trying to be really smart. Yeah. This is them trying to be, like, thoughtful. Yeah. And I'm telling you, they missed. Like, they, they like it was like they blindly walked across a line without even knowing. Yeah. And that's that's a bad sign for the rest of the game. And that's that's why I said it. And I don't regret posting that. And no, you shouldn't. There's mm-hmm. a. It, I was surprised at how positive the response was in our community. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I thought I would catch more shit. There were some people in there that definitely, uh, they they basically claim that I brought some sort of prejudice into it, and I just find that hilarious. Whoa. Being a being a a minority, yeah. call, being called out for prejudice. <laughs> I think so I was like okay yes like the thing is <laughs> sure. like the, the I think the larger picture here is more people want to see themselves 
not only represented in games, mm-hmm. but represented respectfully. I mean, even Nintendo, you know, they caught a lot of flack in 2012 after releasing, like, the fourth new Super Mario game with Mario, Luigi, and two Toads. Like, a lot of girls I know said, like, why not Toadette or Princess Peach? Mm-hmm. And there were, you know, the apologists who said, well, you know, you have to save the princess. Like, isn't that part of the problem, too? And, like, lo and behold, just as a very minor example, when they released uh, new Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe this year, guess what? Toadette is a playable character now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's not like there's a story in Mario games you have to worry about. Just put in a female character. It's yeah. this little. It's this yeah. small step that they took for part. They've of the also demo. added a, what Winkle, right? A yes. female yeah, 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 in, uh, yeah. In Hyrule Warriors or something. Which yeah, yeah. But like it's you know it's it's. it's it doesn't take like, much to to represent people respectfully, but no, yeah. And if Japan can do it, yeah. like um, with and Japan is like super racist. <laughs> I like, mean, they, it's, it's different. It's I mean, it's it, it's, it's different. I, they I, would, I would rephrase that. I would say they're very ethnocentric because okay. because but, their culture is you know their country is so predominantly Japanese people. And they've been so uh, anti-immigration, like they're—it's not that they're racist; they're oblivious to other races, that they're almost confused and scared by them. Well, yeah, yeah. they do things that we—I guess, yeah—we perceive it as racist. And they yeah, don't exactly, because they, it. like, they don't—they don't consider it racist at all. Mm-hmm. But over here, it's like so blatantly racist that you're like, oh my god. Yeah. Uh, there's like uh, a lot of depictions of uh, African Americans in anime Mm -hmm. over there super Mm -hmm. racist yeah uh just yeah a lot of weird prejudices over there that they don't consider racist (laughs) so i have a perfect anecdote for that this isn't mine a relative of mine who works in the games industry took a trip to uh south korea this is in japan obviously with south korea with his team uh one member was a black guy and they go for a massages just like a a legit massage parlor and the the masseuses were like arguing over who gets to touch the black guy. And the first time they did, they she like massaged her shoulders and then she looked at her hands because she expected <laughs> the color to come off. Oh my goodness! Yeah, that's oh, what man. I mean. Yeah. That's that's what I mean by ethnocentrism. Right? Like they're mm-hmm. they're beyond. They're so oblivious oh, and, to race. Yeah, that's that the thing. Like, it, it was complete. They were oblivious. Like they weren't trying to be racist. They just like, what is this? We've never seen this before. It's like it's like an alien landed. And yeah. They're like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> like what is this? Yeah. That's what I mean. Is like it's that. And it, you're right, Blake. That it is racist behavior because they, what they do with that weird. Like very, uh, you know, closed-minded mentality as a culture ends up being, yeah, super offensive to people. Like uh, Blake, you remember that? Uh, it was in Nagoya. I can't remember yeah. what town it was. We it was all that live music outside. Oh yeah, and that, that one guy. dude. That one dude comes up and starts rubbing your belly. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Like what yeah. the fuck. No one in America would do that. Yeah. And he, like, keeps doing it. And, like, Blake's like, yeah, fuck your mother. You say, like, the f- <laughs> Blake was fucking cracking me up as this is happening. Because yeah. the guy didn't understand like, what Blake was saying, but he's like, I will fuck you up. 
He just kept saying cheeseburger to me. That's right. And like rubbing my belly. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah, I fucked your mom. Yeah. (laughs) That's what was happening. But I was rubbing his belly too. Yeah. It it got rubbing his belly too. So that happened. That's that's what I'm getting at. Is that they're so. I attract that weirdness somehow. I, I can't. Heaven, heaven help me. Like, I will just go to the store and be standing in line, and somebody will just pour their life story out to me. And I will just be like, well, I just wanted to buy some Diet Coke, ma'am. I don't know. Yeah. Like, you know, you know, you like, you know, you want to listen and like help people, but. You also wanted like, to get your Diet Coke and go back to your life. <laughs> I've I've asked people if this happens to them, and it doesn't really seem to happen to other people. I just, there's something uh, uh, disarming or something, or maybe I just, I'm not afraid to make eye contact and smile at people. I, yeah, like, yeah. I think it's, yeah, I think it's you, you smile, and uh-huh. yeah. It's your beard. It's I, inviting. I think something similar. This isn't a comment <laughs> on like anything but what i'm about to say but in america I, maybe this happens in other countries but i know in america like if you see a pregnant w- woman some people will just go up and start touching the belly oh yeah that's like uh, up. hey come on yeah that's you messed know up too no yeah, just no. personal space you know yeah, what I mean? personal space yeah. in general yeah um yeah. a friend of mine had like a huge afro when we were growing up and people would like want to touch it all the time and yeah no that's that's some bullshit too yeah (laughs) don't touch black people's hair yeah don't just do that don't touch anybody don't touch touch anyone's hair but for some reason people are obsessed with afros and they like it is like it it happens disproportionately to my my black friends i have to say that Uh like it does no one's ever asking me to touch my hair because it's like white people hair yeah it's not that different yeah 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 like but yeah, um, like if you have curly hair, if you have whatever kind of hair, just don't fucking don't just don't touch people yeah, in general. Yeah, yeah. But the hair, what is it? Wickis, what I is it? Wickis is no gonna idea. he's gonna there's gonna be like a timestamp for this conversation. Oh, please, but, but speaking of not touching, <laughs> speaking of not touching people, I want to bring this back to Mario Maker Two for a second. Yes, go for the it. The online play. Uh huh. So like you know, like Nintendo does a lot to like keep children anonymous online and still let them enjoy like the online multiplayer experience but like here's the thing if if these if these creep people can't friend these kids online that means they're just gonna have to pick them up in their vans Mm -hmm. to to play nintendo switch with them which is far more dangerous yeah yeah you can teach your kids how to avoid a predator online but and like also, it's a double room. standard because yeah. you can play with your friends in Smash, and you can play with your friends in uh, yeah Mario yeah. Kart. This seems I don't know. Again, you put I mean you hit the nail on the head. Also, this isn't like a game breaking thing, mm-hmm. but it is definitely something that will be disappointing for a lot of people. To me, it doesn't affect my enjoyment of the game at all. No, I'm going to make levels that I want individuals to beat. I want, like, I'm going to make a level, I'm going to challenge everyone on staff to beat, you know what I mean? Like, I'll challenge people on the chatty to beat it. So, because we have a community that I think is going to be very creative in this game, Mm -hmm. I think it will be fine. But it's going to be a lot like, you can go back into the chatty and go look at 2015, because search works now. Um, Right. And, uh, did you hear that? Yeah. Uh... 
But yeah, you can find these threads where we had like a Google Doc with all the different level codes in it and people would talk shit. Yeah. Uh, I, Skank Core beat my level live on a stream. Uh, it's great. Mm-hmm. It was a really great stream. I think it was Extra Life, uh, which was awesome. Uh, but yeah, like there's, I don't know. It'll be fine. People are still going to be super creative. That game is, when I was a kid and I played Super Mario Bros. for the first time, mm-hmm. I thought of this game. And I know, I'm not saying I invented it. I'm just saying, man, it would be cool if we could make our own levels. Yeah. And like we I'm finally excited. got it. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm excited about the night level stuff. Oh, dude, that yeah. video's been killing it for us. Yeah. It's 38 yeah. seconds. It's the shortest video I did of the whole thing. Yeah. Because it was a very strict embargo. Things couldn't be over a certain time. Uh, but yeah, I, the night mode is fucking awesome. Oh my god. And the fact that you can have like up, you can have daytime up like above ground. You go down a warp pipe, and then it's night. See that? I think this game, like to let's kind of summarize it, it's just so much more flexible. Yeah, you can do. This sounds like the perfect like sandbox, build your own game sort mm-hmm. of game. Yeah. No, I I really think that the the flexibility of the tools the rules uh, like the the course conditions like the clear conditions like there's so many things that you can do yeah and then they added like there's a there's a character or a thing an item i should say in the game that that it will be so transformative it wasn't in the first game that it'll there will be a whole genre of levels built around it and that's where I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> you know, like there's there's like get ready for some really, really amazingly designed levels. I have to say one thing that really excited me because I'm a fan of this game was the uh, the new Super Mario Brothers or new fuck it, what am I trying to say? Uh, Super Mario 3D World uh, style. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm really excited about that because I love that game. That's one of the like the last remaining Wii U games I would really love to come to Switch. Yeah. And this is kind of like meet me halfway i did play some so i i played course world yeah uh you know which is the single player help help peach build her castle yeah yeah mode. yeah and you basically taskmaster toad has all the jobs mm-hmm. and then chief toadette helps you build out the stuff she's basically the foreman yeah and then taskmaster toad gives you new jobs you get 100 coins or 150 coins or however many coins to beat a level yeah. you get that one time you can go back and play that level and grind for the coins on the level right but you won't get that job coin again yeah uh so it's really fun i mean these are these are nintendo design levels see i'm that's what i'm most excited for so like imagine playing a new super mario bros style 3d world level Right, so there's the pipes, there's the cat suit, the cat suit, yeah. the bell, the whole bell mechanic where you can put things up on top there, but in two D, yeah, and just a gorgeous art style and an amazing art style, yeah, and awesome music. Mm-hmm. Uh, another thing I didn't say in the preview, um, one thing I love about that game is the music while you're creating. It's different. Oh, it's not mario music it's like different and as you put stuff on the screen Mm -hmm. it says like question mark block question mark block to the music oh cool i like that i can yeah yeah so it's like ba-bomb 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 
<laughs> I like that. Uh, and that was in the first one, but it's it's even better. Like it's a really, Lola, <laughs> Lola's so out of control. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It, I don't know. There's like a thousand little details to that game, which will probably make it my game of the year. Uh, as of right now, because I haven't played uh, Resident Evil 2 yet, I will fix that before the end of the year. Yes. Um, I, we're going to stream that because uh, I'm a scaredy cat. I want to be, I want to be there so it counts for me. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We can both be scaredy cats playing that together, yeah. Blake. Um, okay, I'm but, into it. Yeah, and then, uh, but yeah, because I haven't played that right now, if I had to pick my game of the year, it's Tetris 99. Mm-hmm. And I got another Tetris Maximus uh, last weekend. It's my third. Nice. Yeah, you're you're racking them up. <laughs> I wouldn't say racking them up, man. I'm well, racking up second and fifth place. I mean, how many? That uh, seems like a really hard goal to achieve, though. Let alone three times. Really? Yeah, I would think so. I don't know. I still I, get slaughtered in that game whenever I play. And I like, think I'm where a do you play Tetris player? Um, oh, I, man. I'm usually in the top twenty, twenty-five. Okay, that's not bad. No, it's not bad. So you hear the music change? Yeah. Because there's like two music changes. Yeah. There's, there, I guess there's three. It goes top 50, top 20, top 10. Yeah. And like that top three, man, it's so intense. And you saw that, if you saw that video yeah. last week, like I was almost dead. Mm-hmm. And I just was like, boom, boom, boom. And I got lucky, man. I had those line pieces. Uh, yeah. You know, the Tetris God like smiled upon me. Yeah. But that moment is why I love that game so much. Is like you get your back up against the wall, and then you flip it on the person who's attacking you, mm-hmm. and you target the attacker, and you're just like Tetris, Tetris, Tetris. Yep. And what was amazing about that, I had zero badges. I had no KOs until the last one. Oh. So he had all the badges. I had none, oh, man. and I what? still beat him. What happened? I just I, I t- you can go back and watch the tape. Like I literally, it's on Twitter, right? Yeah, yeah. I I I think I got like three Tetrises in about a, a half a minute, mm-hmm. and that's like twelve lines coming over his yeah, way. Yeah, so that was enough to kill him. But there was like a moment in, like where I didn't know that I had killed him yet, and I'm like still freaking out. Oh yeah, because like, you're so deep in the zone. But that swing, that momentum swing, mm. is so wonderful, and it makes that game better than any other battle royale. I love it. It's such a perfect. I, game. I agree. It's my favorite battle royale. So that's my game of the year right now. If I had to pick one, well, I, I'll introduce you to Mister X. I know, and that's a, and I and you know what? To argue RE2 remake versus Tetris ninety nine is so difficult. It is because like. The amount of effort and time that went into RE2 versus Tetris 99, Mm -hmm. it's different. It is. But these are the debates that we'll have later this year. Uh, But I have to say that it's just, I I really like that game a lot. Mm -hmm. I I haven't played it since the most recent Tetris Maximus. I, I was like probably need to cool down a little bit and then come back i was like i just don't want to get sad about losing again yeah let's be happy about winning yeah and then uh i turned on hollow knight yeah it's my 2018 2017 game of the year that's really hard i know i die a lot metroid souls vania i die a lot in that game Mm -hmm. but i think it's good I, i don't know 
How long do you think it'll take me to beat that game? Um, so I think that you'll you'll experience something similar to you did to what you experienced with Super Mario Maker Two, where eventually it will just click and you'll be in a zone and you'll have the time of your life. It will just kind of synthesize. Uh, I, I think it's about a forty to fifty hour game, though. Okay. Well, I'm gonna I'm playing it, so I'll I'll keep updating people on my playthrough of Hollow Knight. The art style and music are just great. I love it. It's wonderful. Yeah. No, I I, I I really do think it's a great game, and I fought for it during the Game of the Year deliberations of 2017 because I had played enough of it to be like, hey, holy shit, this is really cool. Yeah. Uh. But I hadn't beaten it because I'm really bad at it. <laughs> so so one thing I, I want your opinion on as you play, I hold Hollow Knight up as the best 2D sword play since Zelda 2. Which really? whatever whatever people have whatever people hold for Zelda 2, the sword play was pretty revolutionary for the time in that game. Okay. Miyamoto said it, that is what influenced Ocarina of Time swordplay design. They wanted to evolve Zelda to swordplay. Sure. And Hollow Knight, you get into some really, you have some great battles with enemies. Not even bosses, just regular enemies. Mm-hmm. By the time you're like a little past midway through that game, you have a lot of skills. They have a lot of skills, and you get into these like epic duels. Yeah. And afterwards, you feel like you just killed a boss, even though it was just a dude on screen 142. You know. No, I. Okay, it's, it's I will great. continue to play it. Yeah, uh, it's not that I dislike it. And then yeah, I I, I showed David some of uh, Divix Valley earlier today, uh, my city skyline city. The game oh, runs yeah. really well on Switch, and it looks like a kind of Zen sort of game. I love it. I play it on flights sometimes. Mm-hmm. My my two airplane games have been you know because I've been traveling so fucking much again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Breath of the Wild mm-hmm. and. Uh, city skylines yeah and in breath of the wild i'm really just finding korok seeds i'm yeah, a master of that yeah it's i fun. find so many it's fun. i found some shrines i found some really cool shrines how many of you solves now do you know i'm over 50 percent of the ones that shipped with the game but then i also have the dlc so aren't there like 150 yeah how many do you have i have about 110 i've okay, solved and you have the dlc yeah Okay, so, so about forty more, give or take. Yeah, and then I uh, I solved one of the champions' uh, ballads. Uh, I don't know what the, you know, like the uh, the you know the Falco ripoff. What's the guy's name? The guy is basically Falco. Falco. Oh, one of the Taco? one of the bird people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like Rock me, Amadeus. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Uh, Wait, so there's Falco. A, he's playing his accordion in some field, right? Mm-hmm. Uh. Oh, just yeah. just south of Van Ruta, mm-hmm. you know, the elephant mm-hmm. divine beast. Yeah. And I'm like, it's like this stupid puzzle about bringing a horned beast to this one area. And I had to fucking find a, a deer and ride the deer back to this place. Oh, man. And then a shrine opened up. And for the life of me, I forgot the button to calm down deer. When you it's you you spam the L button. Yeah. And I was just holding it. And I kept Ooh. getting bucked. For like hours. I didn't figure it out. And then like there's a fucking dragon flying over me there too. It's a really interesting spot in Hy- Hyrule. There's like a river. Yeah. There's this huge cliff and then there's Van Ruta, right? Yeah. Yeah. And if you're lucky enough to have defeated the that oh, I don't know if you want to call it a dungeon. It's a divine beast. It's mm-hmm. called freeing the divine beast, right? Yeah. If you freed that divine beast He's all perched there. He looks really badass. Mm-hmm. 
that's I found this really cool area. And then while I was looking around for freaking a deer with antlers, I just kept hunting because it was like very fertile hunting ground. Yeah. That's funny. Sometimes you play that game. You're like, I'm going to do this. And you end up doing like 40 other things. And I found this field that had a shit ton of hardy truffles and hardy radishes. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, okay, well, here we go. Yep. Now I'm set for another, you know, month. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, I keep playing that game. So you can check that off on your bingo card, Bad Kitty. Uh, the game's great. It is. And, uh, yeah, no, I, I cannot wait for a new Nintendo Switch game that will take away my time from Breath of the Wild again. And then I'll go back to it, you know? Yeah. But that's the game I keep going back to. Um, I've given up on Baba as you. It keeps kicking my ass. Have you played that? I have not. It's a puzzle game. Yeah. A really clever puzzle game. It's, I'm not even going to try and mess with it. It's the perfect Switch game. But, man, a, a good puzzle game makes you feel stupid. Mm-hmm. That game makes me feel really fucking dumb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's how I know it's good. Uh, but, yeah, if you haven't played that game and you're into puzzle games, I would recommend that. Uh, but, yeah, that's the Nintendo Switch Minute. That's been your Nintendo Switch Minute with lots of guns. Lola is debating leaving the couch right now. She's very indecisive if about it. If you pet her, she'll stop. Is she going to... Is she gonna fly here? She no. Take off on her magic carpet. And See ya. Hang out with me. I'm gonna hit two things real quick. Uh, Cleveland Cavaliers not in the NBA Finals. That's weird. Yes, it is. First time in a long time. Four years. So that sucks. And uh, the Warriors lost the first game. It's kind of interesting. If Toronto yeah. wins, that would be surprising. Yeah, that'd be really funny. <laughs> um, do you think do you think trump would impose tariffs <laughs> on, on, on the toronto raptors <laughs> on more like more tariffs on canada probably <laughs> if they took if they if they beat the golden state warriors yeah. i could see that he's that irrational yeah. yeah i mean he's he didn't he just go down to mexico to he did impose just tariffs? impose auto he said he's threatening auto tariffs by june uh and that would adversely affect general motors and ford i believe everyone yeah i think he's not tesla but boy how doomed is tesla these days have you seen all those articles about how doomed tesla is Uh i love these two i see two narratives that there's no demand for electric vehicles a Mm -hmm. and that competition is coming right so that's impossible it's got to be one or the other <laughs> that's impossible Not both yeah and yes yeah. tesla might have a shitty balance sheet yes they're losing money but he just raised 2.4 billion dollars so they have enough money to get to china and i know this idea of building cars in china in 2019 sounds very far-fetched given all of these tariff issues but you think of it from a company standpoint mm-hmm. if the demand is over there and the government is willing to give you tax abatements to build a factory, and you can probably build the car there cheaper than you can here and sell it to Chinese people, then you should do that. Yeah. And on top yeah. of that, when he's talking about his, his autonomous driving initiative, I think that robo-taxis are going to exist in China before the United States. I could see it at this rate. Oh, yeah. So I think that like people are sleeping on what's going on there, and I've been I've been using fucking autopilot on seventy seven, dude. 
Really? I've started using it. Not for very long. Like I was up over, you know, two forty one and seventy seven. Yeah. And I took it down to to uh Everhard. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So it's not very far, but still it's like ten miles, like eight miles. Yeah. And it's auto steering and it's like it can change lanes. What is it like? What do you, what kind of goes through your head? Does it feels happen? like the ghost in the machine. It feels like there's something. Like, I don't know. It's it's a. You can set how cautious it is. You can tell it like I want to be this many car lengths behind a car. Or, yeah. Which I think is cool. Mm. Uh, and you can, if you want to, you can tell it to speed. <laughs> wow. I don't. Yeah. Uh. It, I know it's weird. Yeah, it is weird. It's weird. It's a very weird thing. But uh, I I tend to be an early adopter, beta tester kind of guy anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I I really only use it on you know like seventy seven when it's not very busy and when the weather's right. Yeah, I'm not experimenting at, at poor weather conditions or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, I I'm a firm believer in the mission. I think that the, the I think that the mainstream media is covering Tesla negatively because Tesla spends zero dollars on marketing and GM and Ford and all their competitors, all those people spend a ton of money and also oil companies spend a ton of money. Mm-hmm. So they're predisposed to shitting on Tesla. Yeah. And it remind you can go back to like 2001, 2002, or even early, the late nineties, find articles about Apple going bankrupt. And just copy replace Apple for Tesla, and then read today's articles about Tesla going under. They're the exact same fucking article. Yeah. Or or search and replace iPod for fucking uh, Tesla or uh, Model Three. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. Yeah. Like, it's. I think people are sleeping on them. So yeah, they definitely are. I bought more shares in case you guys are wondering. If in case you're keeping track, uh, Wickus. Because <laughs> holy shit! Report in. Wick is, uh, that's an hour, five, and 17 seconds, Wick is. Um, yeah, so I hit that real quick. It sucks that the Cavs aren't in the finals. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, go Warriors. Wow. Yes, absolutely go I Warriors. Mean, did you see that? Did you see that post? Did you see it? Oh, the chatty? Post. There was the NBA thread. There's like, this the oh, NBA no. finals thread. I, I posted a giant. Did you really? Go Warriors. Oh my gosh! And they're like, "Uh, but guess what happened? They lost." Yeah. Oh, no. I see what you're doing. I'm Clevelanding them. Oh, <laughs> you gotta you gotta take this to the next logical step and start going to Warriors. Start home going games. to Warriors oh, home man. games. Yeah. I'm gonna forego E3 so I can go to games three and four. Can I go with you? Oh man. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll only just have our our three current NBA championship trophies. Keep no, us warm no, no. At night. Yeah, I know. Honestly, but like I don't know. We've talked about this. I'm like, I if they lost it this year and then they just headed to San Francisco and they started sucking, I'd be totally cool with. Yeah, that. that'd be great. Yeah, because once <laughs> once they leave Oakland, they're not they're not in Oakland. They're not Potter of Oakland, and it's unfortunate because Oakland has been their home through all of the bullshit. Yeah, that the magic yeah. happened at Oracle. You know, yeah. to, leave, to leave your home where you where you did this magic is a bad idea, I think. But it speaks yeah. to the Silicon Valley. And also, like, who the fuck needs an arena in San Francisco? Are you out of your minds? Right. <laughs> like, what are you? What are they even thinking? So basically, <laughs> right? I can't that. think of a worse place to put uh, a fucking arena. I completely agree. Basically, 
it it ensures that every single freeway going in and out of San Francisco is going to be congested now. Because yep. where the where they're putting it, or where it is, is uh, pretty much right after you get through the bottleneck of downtown San Francisco. <laughs> so they're, they're just like, and and there's even been discussions like players are worried about missing games because of traffic. Yeah. They should have helicopters for them. Yeah, they might. Uh, honestly, traffic's gotten worse here. Uh, it keeps it, it's perpetually getting worse, but as of late, it's been more horrible than usual. And it's not gonna. It's only gonna just go downhill from here. So yeah, no, I I will continue to root for the Warriors this year. You know, here here's my here's my selfish reason. If this is the super team, this is like the best team. This is like our generation's uh, Bill Russell Celtics or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want the Cavs to be the only team to have ever beaten them. I want 2016 to be that special. Yeah. You want that sort of bragging right? Yeah. I want to be the only team that's ever beat you. Like, fuck Toronto. We owned Toronto. They were, I mean, come on. How many times did we rip their hearts out? Like, just... Yeah. So, like, congratulations, Toronto. You made it to the NBA Finals because LeBron's not in the East anymore. Yeah, that's. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I, that's that's kind of my attitude, Blake. So, I am rooting for you guys. No, it's I weird. know. It's weird. It's okay. It's a weird thing, and I, clearly, it's I'm still okay. angry about it. Basketball is weird. Everything's weird. Life yeah. is weird. Life is weird, it. man. Oh, Lola, are you gonna leave? Are you leaving me? Don't leave me. No. Lola, Lola is never actually. She really wants to go down. She probably wants to go but, to the bathroom. She probably does. But um, pee pee dance. See, so, yeah, those are. I, I hit. I hit most of my my talking points. We still have uh, a few things to talk about. It, I, 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 Trover saves the universe. Yes. Tell me about I, these eyeball babies. Oh my God! You put these power babies in your eye holes, right? <laughs> and they give you powers. Whoa. But some of them just get you fucked up. Nice. Some of them just like you. You got to collect all the green power babies. And okay. then turn them into, well, Trover tells you that he's, you know, rescuing them, but then you put them in this glorpulator thing, turn them into juice, and that's how you get extra health in the game. But all of that, all of the gameplay stuff really doesn't matter. It's just fucking hilarious. This is like, this game would probably only be a couple hours long if you weren't sitting there like enthralled by the dialogue and humor. <laughs> Of the whole thing, so yeah, uh, it, it's just it's so it's, it's kind of like it's it kind of like accounting plus in that sense, right? Or like yeah, I mean, there's definitely more gameplay aspects. There's puzzles, sure. but most of the puzzles, like the first puzzle you come across in the game, it's like you push these buttons, right, and you get to the third set of buttons, and you it's impossible to figure out, and then uh, you Trevor's just like screw it, we're just gonna like break through the gate. Yeah, you and, just end uh, up. It's like, hey, you gotta you gotta do this thing to unlock the thing, and then like, yeah. Yeah, I played that in the preview, and it's yeah. like you, you get all the way to this third part of the puzzle. He's like, screw this thing, let's just break down the door. We're like, <laughs> we're like, what was the point of that? <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I do like that misdirection in their game design. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of the puzzles end up being like, fuck it, we're just gonna like <laughs> do this instead. Uh, so. So it's pretty funny. The voice acting is great. A lot of it is at least sounds improvised, but there's um there's just so much of it. It's insane. Like 
probably the most dialogue I've ever heard in a game before. And there's branching paths, so you can't hear it all in one sitting, right? You'll have to answer yes or no to a few questions. You'll have a few choices to make along the way. Um, and it all it all kind of plays into a different narrative. Um, and the ending, like, I did not see the ending coming. So, uh, yeah. No that's, spoilers, that's but does it set up to, uh, for a sequel, maybe? Uh, I would say... I would say yes and no. Okay. I know that's not that doesn't really answer you, but yeah, sure. sure they could do a sequel. <laughs> uh, I guess, yeah, sure they could. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, I'll just I'll just leave it at that. It's they they it's talked about in the game, and one of the achieve if you get <laughs> if you if and like the last accomplish or the last trophy or achievement that you get is like all right, you've done everything. Now just wait for Trover Two to come out, or whatever, you know. <laughs> okay. So, but and you know they make jokes in the game like, yeah, we're building, we're really building the franchise here, you know. Yeah, this oh. is great. Yeah, you know, better pre-order, pre-order the sequel, right? Because that's what we're doing, right? You know that sort of thing. Um, but it's never. <laughs> okay. You know, but they, you know they're just joking around. Sure. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Well. I hope Squanch makes more games. Oh yeah, you know I heard that they bought Radical Heights. Um, yeah, they got they secured the patent to Radical Heights, which I honestly think they could probably do a better job with it than Cliff Blazinski. I, uh, I I I I you know what? Know. I'm happy My, Cliff and, is finding a second career as a Broadway show producer. Yeah, because he had success uh, with his last two shows. It's good. good uh, so you know, like you know what? Good for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dude made his money. He's like had his gears moment. And let now... me, um, I mean, let me, let me, let me clarify it a little bit though. I mean, I just think that they're going to inject a personality into it, like that fits the motif more. I think than than what would have happened with it just being like this. Uh, battle royale that was sort of hodgepodge together, like in a desperate attempt. To give to our listeners and Blake an update, Lola has circled the, this room. Right, she considered going to bed, didn't. She walked into the kitchen and is just lying there, like staring at us in the reflection of the TV. That's dupes for you. Uh, but sorry to cut you off. No, that that's it, people care about where Lola is during the podcast. That's good. Uh, that's, all, that's all I care about. Our, anal- our analytics speak to that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but just to my point, I think I I think that they're going to be able to inject the right type of humor and personality into the game. Yeah, sure. Um, which, uh, you know, Lawbreakers had a great concept, but there wasn't a lot of there wasn't a lot of meat beyond the core game. I mean, even look at Overwatch. Overwatch has all of this lore behind it even though none of it really matters and <laughs> and, and, and law lawbreakers is like yeah some shit happened and now it floats and you can be these guys or these guys and they're pretty much the same did you see the commissioner of overwatch league quit i and did and he's he gonna joined, work at epic he, he got poached by epic games now exclusive and to epic, epic game, game store, store. exclusive <laughs> 
Oh, man. Yeah, so there's another one bites the dust. Maybe he'll ruin Rocket League as an eSport. Uh, I hope not. They're in RLCS 7 right now, and it's amazing. Every time I watch that, Blake, I just am in awe of how great people are at Rocket League. Oh, my God, yeah. We watched, uh, you know, Chris and I played a little bit on the stream this week, and, you know, we were we were playing ranked, and, uh, woo-wee, it got intense. I was proud of myself just for being able to score a couple go- goals here and there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. no, ranked is tough because the people left in that game are all very good. Yeah. Like, uh, especially in ranked play. Uh, but yeah. I love in that I can still just – I love that I can pick that game up and play it very quickly still and on any platform. Uh, and that's just not true of every multiplayer game. There's going to be a lot of multiplayer games that come out that don't find an audience uh, like Lawbreakers. And I told Cliff at his interview at E3 2017 that it should be on Switch. And if it was, I really think the story would have been different. They would have been the first multiplayer game, uh, online multiplayer game on Switch. Yep. During those first 12 months, and people shooter. were just looking for anything. every type of game. Yeah, anything. Yeah. They're like, oh my god, this game's on Switch and it's only $40 or $20. People would have bought it. Yeah. And I, I think that they, they missed that entirely. Because he, he went uh, PlayStation exclusive, right? It was PlayStation and PC. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I really think that Switch doesn't have Overwatch, you know, and Switch doesn't have PUBG. Yeah. So it would have been, I think that, because I agree, like Lawbreakers had part had elements of good, fun gameplay. Uh, it had no attitude at all. Like no, like even Quake Champions has more attitude. Yeah. that's all he got that's That's all david has about quick i think we've talked enough about are we about to pour hand sanitizer out for quake champions yeah damn it's been an early access for over two years and what even is that i guarantee you that it just forgot that game exists do you think they even mention it at bethesda's thing no Mm -hmm. i was even gonna i was gonna be a dick and ask you earlier like so wolfenstein and doom are going great what was that what was that third id ted pole franchise uh, commander keen how's, how's yeah, commander, commander keen, keen doing hey where yeah. is commander keen hover tank 3d remember that uh yeah i do yeah what about quest was that gonna be a game mm. yeah it was yeah. quest could have been cool yeah grand divine was gonna leave it uh, but it, john carmack wanted to make doom 3 quest could have been something yeah quest could have been a contender yeah that's too bad it was because you know what it would have come out Assuming it it followed the the rough schedule of Doom Three, it would have come out uh, around the like shortly before WoW launched. I'm just sad that like you know Claws Nikita the the Quake the back to back Quake single you know individual champion mm-hmm. Quake Con champion mm-hmm. that he is no longer sponsored and just streams Apex all the time. <laughs> yeah, because people play that game. You know what I mean? No, but I'm like, yeah. this guy went from like having like a sponsorship and like he was part of an esports league and he was really the face of Quake, you could say, the young face of Quake. Yeah. And the minute he got he the I remember the day he got dropped, he streamed Quake Live 
for like eight hours and was just talking to everyone in chat. Mm-hmm. Not champions. He streamed Quake live. Yeah. That's like a fuck you to Quake champions. Mm-hmm. And then within a week, I think, or two, Apex came out. And he's really talented at Apex. Mm-hmm. The, the skill set from Quake applies to Apex, I think, in a very interesting way. I've seen several Quake players play it well. Uh, Fatality, for instance. I don't know if you ever watch his streams. He's still very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, we should see if he's going to be in the, the over 30 league. Yeah, that'd be cool. Oh, that would be uh, kind of a <laughs> ringer, wouldn't it? <laughs> no. Oh, I guess not, because it's not his preferred no. games. But Tell I mean, him to, to step up to com- me in my he's game. He's still a competitor, though. Yeah. You know? He's still a player. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, it would, it would be funny to throw him into, like, Mortal Kombat 2 and then, like, Power Stone. Yeah. And then Rocket League. I know he plays some Rocket League. And then uh, some Smash. I've never seen him play Smash. He's not much of a oh, controller man. guy. No, no, he's, <laughs> he's not. He's more of a keyboard and mouse guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think our tournament might throw him off a little. Uh, but it would be, that'd be hilarious. Uh... What else do we got here? Should we should we do the uh, worst Shacker tier list yet, or are we? Uh, let me talk about the new long read. First. Oh, that's right. Let's talk about Death. Oh yeah, first. I'm really curious uh, to hear what you have to say. So you went to Canada. I did your first international trip ever. That's right. Uh, for Shack News, and we sent you with a, a, a young man named Clay. Yes. Who helped uh, shoot some video content for us. Yes, and I owe it all to Blake because this was, uh, Blake, I, I think you know the origin story here, but I believe this yeah. offer landed in your inbox and you didn't really have time to do it. You were touring or just yeah. going to get back from touring and so you kind of handed it off to me. Yeah, and it definitely sounded more like what you do uh, at Shack News with the with the long format and telling stories So the developers and you know the the struggles that they go through this is a the the whole pitch was that you know behavior interactive the creator of dead by daylight came up with uh another asymmetric multiplayer shooter uh called death garden and um what happened was during i found out during the first 48 hours it was great they launched it last august in early access but during day three the player base just kind of dried up Mm-hmm. And so they they said they had to have a series of hard uh, discussions, ask tough questions, and basically decide uh, whether to survive or kill it. And that's kind of the title came from their their senior product manager said that in this game now you you survive or kill. And I thought that kind of um, represented their decision very mm-hmm. well because the the thing is like behavior is is I believe the largest independent game developer in all of Canada. They they employ somewhere north of like 500 people. Okay. But like they're still not like a Blizzard Entertainment. Like you think like other games have had a chance to turn around. Like Diablo 3 had a great comeback story. Yeah, sure. But that's Blizzard. They could throw tens of millions at it or however much it costs to fix it. Mm-hmm. Um, and whereas, they don't care if they kill their no, employees with no, work. No, 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 and they, I definitely like they were in a position where like they were, they just said we're going to make this succeed because it's Diablo. This is one of our three sure. crown jewels. Um, but you know, behavior for as well as they're doing, and they are pretty flush with cash. They said they still can't afford to have this. Well, Matt Jackson, the the game's director, design director, said, "I'm not making games for me. We do have to make a profit here." 
And so uh, I went down and I interviewed a bunch of people about about those hard questions and their decision to reboot and how they did it. And um, the long read, I'm, I'm proud of it. It's maybe it's the shortest long read so far. I think is it shorter than I kind of said. I think it. Mm, that's maybe it's maybe, about the same. size. It's about the same size, but like it, it's it's very focused on on these people and their their effort and um, their Death Guard and they rebranded it to Death Guard and Blood Harvest. That's right. Um, and uh, it launched yesterday. Uh, May 30th and um, so far it's getting really great responses mm-hmm. the the long read but also the game yeah and the, the one thing I noticed you know like here's the thing I, I tried the game at the studio and I had a lot of fun you know me I'm not much for multiplayer or anything mm-hmm. yeah but especially competitive shooters the interesting thing about this game though is you know how like on paper co-op multiplayer games sound great but then the rubber meets the road and everyone just kind of goes off like that guy is hunting achievements. That guy is just a troll. This guy mm-hmm. is like trying way too hard to like, you know, he thinks he's like in the military and is trying to stage some grand strategy. It just doesn't work. Yeah. Everyone kind of scatters to the four winds. What they've done, they added a progression system, which was missing from 1.0. But as part of that progression system, everything you do benefits you and it benefits the team. Mm-hmm. Like you can run around and if you shoot a crate, you mark it. So other people can see it on their screens. They see an outline in the distance and that gets you XP to grow your character and unlock new perks, mm-hmm. but it also helps the team. Yeah. And like, let's say the main for the scavenger side, you're trying to escape. You can no longer uh, even shoot at the hunter, the lone player on the other side. So what you do is you just want to avoid the hunter and go around harvesting blood to open the exits and escape. Yeah. As you do that, there's there are tiers of actions. Shooting a crate will get you a little XP. Harvesting blood will get you more. And so you're incentivized to do that on two counts. Not only do you get more XP, but the team is also trying to harvest this blood to open the exits. So you really, like you and I could play this and not cooperate at all, and we could still win. Yeah. And it's pretty cool that way. And our our actions would still help each other progress. Yep. Exactly. That's cool. Mhm. So, I'm I'm glad it's doing well and I I'm, I'm really proud of Long Read. It's called Survivor Kill: How Behavior Interactive Rebooted Death Garden and it's on the front page of Shack News right now. Go check yep. it out. And if you haven't, check out Icon of Sin. Yes, because Which, Sigil just uh Yeah, Sigil just launched. It just launched, yeah. Uh so and then Schnapple already got it running on iOS. Of course he does. Cuz he's the man. Yep. Shout out to Snapple. Mark that down, Wickis. Hour 25, 50-something seconds. Okay, mm-hmm. Wickis. Don't fuck that yeah. up, man. And then, um, yeah, I saw John Romero tweeted. He did. He yeah. tweeted an article out. Yep. Yeah. That's not the first time John Romero's done that. No. I think it's the I third think. time. <laughs> yeah, at this point, yeah. yeah. He's a nice guy. And then I think I he also probably tweeted that when when we dug up all that dirt about multiplayer maps he came to me yeah he actually contacted me yeah and this like i have this information would you like to to write about it and i said sure and i vetted it and everything um but yeah i I told asif like (laughs) i hate that i've become the referee and these guys from the 90s just still fighting about shit that happened like 20 years ago yeah these guys (laughs) the development of quake I still have to take extra showers from writing Rocket Jump. Yeah. Oh, I, just that story that we left out. Yeah, man. That's the worst. Yeah. It's awesome, though. 
<laughs> it is awesome, but it's awesome. it's just the worst. I, when I heard that story, I was like, "Thank you." Like, I needed to hear that. Yeah. Like that that makes so much more sense. Yeah. Okay. So should we rip off the Band-Aid and do the worst Shacker list? I and I don't have spoilers this week, so this no, is all d- new to me. Yeah. Um. Because then we can, we can talk about other stuff. Okay. Wickus, you ready? You got the timestamp? It's gonna be a surprise. This is this is gonna shock you, David. Are you starting for three? I'm just gonna. I'll, I'm gonna give you all of them. Okay. Oh shit! All right. Bam, bam, bam. Number three, Shaq staff. Number two, oh. Shaq staff. Number one, Shaq staff. Okay. You wanna know why? Uh, yeah, I know why. You know why? Yeah. None of you motherfuckers voted in the Shaq News Game Jam. You motherfuckers. <laughs> None of you, you alleged PC gamers, you alleged fucking PC gamers. Whoa, Let me tell. I'll whoa, tell you exactly. I've never why. claimed to be a PC gamer. I, 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 I'm pointing at him. No, I'm no, no, at Bill. It's on I'm me. I'm pointing at Chris Gerard. It's on me. I'm pointing at the whole staff. You're all guilty. It's on me. You are guilty. It's on. You know what? The sad, the sad thing is, I saw the article on the front page. I even followed along with the threads in chatty by Romsteady. Mm-hmm. Conan would comment. I fully intended to download and play these games. I thought the deadline. I forgot the date in my mind, but it's still on me. But I'll say this: they extended it a week. I know. I know. For us. I know. But I'll say this: I I interact with the community quite a bit. I know. That makes it even worse. It does. You might be worse. You and Chris. Might be worse. Oh, shit, Ozzy might be worse. Greg might be worse because they actually go into threads. I did have to go I'm to Canada shocked. and write I mean, a fourteen thousand word I know, long read. Pretty, I know, I know. Drop of a hat. I know, but I, it wasn't like I was in a judges week for eleven days on the road, and right. then I came back and I fucking streamed every fucking game in the game jam. You're right. I, I'll, and I'll Blake own it. wrote the article. He did. I know. I know. <laughs> that I did. I know. I've I've actually. I, yeah, I know. <laughs> so that's all I'm saying. I'm not in the wrong here, and all you Shackers should be happy. You're not the worst this week. No, no. Shack Staff's the worst. Shack Staff is. The You're worst. welcome, Tom W. Tom W. was bummed. You bummed Tom W. out. I'm, I'm sorry, Tom. Tom. I'm sorry, Tom. I'm sincerely You made sorry, the Lol King sad. I'm, I'm, you aw. should feel bad for this. His game is wonderful. He recreated ET 2600. That horrible I game. That. I played that one. That was so much fun. And you get a you get a blaster. You get a and blaster, you start, and you start killing all the yeah. feds. Uh, <laughs> yeah, a wonderful one. game. He called it GT. It was ET with guns. The theme. Oh, the theme. The th- we we picked fucking the theme. picked the theme. We picked the theme. We picked the theme. And then we didn't even fucking play the games. I know. Except Whoa, we, I, I played the games. You did. I played GT. You played one. I played one. I didn't. I play played them every all. game. And. Curse of Castle Killem, fucking great game. It's Pac-Man reimagined as an FPS. That's pretty cool. <laughs> it's fucking wonderful. Pac-Man with a gun. It ties in because Pac-Man there, there, with a gun. there's that Pac-Man secret in Wolfenstein. Pac-Man doesn't need so guns. Oh, man. It, this it worked so perfectly, though. It was a very basic game. but I Shackers oh, to the Shack community. I'm going to own it. I'm sorry. I let no, you down. Story trigger. Story trigger, I would buy that game. It's that good. I've heard about see the sad thing is I heard about all these because I followed the threads. We had a shacker, Conan. Yeah. Created an NES ROM. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's the first. That's never happened before. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. 
No. Uh, if we, I, you guys all suck. You're the worst yeah. shackers of this period. No I'm question. Sorry. You're worse than any of the worst shackers. Let me say this, though. We earned it. <laughs> <laughs> did we not? Seriously. Yeah, we did. But, uh, no, congratulations to Story Trigger, Curse of Castle Kill Him. Uh, I should have seen this coming. I should have seen it coming. Coming a mile away. Yeah. But, uh, no, I really, I thought this was a, a huge, diverse uh, assortment of games, like, all over the place. Uh, I felt like two people entered because they saw guns in the theme, and they were like, okay, we already have yeah. a game. Yeah. I penalized them for that because I'm like, you're not really on theme. You just had a game with a gun that you just threw in here. Yeah. And one of them placed pretty highly because the gameplay was very good. I can't remember the name of it. Uh, there was this one... It was like a world without arms, and it was like a completely different take on what guns meant. Huh. And it was just you give your arms to someone in it. It was so weird, and it was really interesting. And in retrospect, I felt like I kind of missed the point. Um, but no, I I, I appreciate Romsteady putting those on, and I, I support him as much as, as one briefcase man can humanly do. I don't know how many times I can remind my staff to play the games or anything. I, I hereby pledge my support for the next Shack News Game Jam. I will download and play every game. I'll even do it on stream. You guys should just play them anyway. I will, I'll play They're them anyway. There. They're I, out there. Yeah. They're already up yeah. there. And I, honestly, I think you would like Story Trigger a lot. It's a, it's like a text-based adventure. But oh, cool. You, but you shoot your decisions. Yeah. So it's like, do you want to go this way? And you shoot yes. It's like that's cool. It's like it's a ridiculous, really creative game. And I guess there's a dragon in it. <laughs> so I need to I need to play the part. Okay. It's like it's like very King's Questy. Yeah. You know, like where you have to solve the puzzle, and it almost helps to have like a pen and paper by your side when you're playing it. Oh, cool. All so right. it's like really, really, really cool mm -hmm. and like a different take and I, I thought it was a very cool theme that our staff picked and then didn't play especially chris this was chris's idea specifically can't be bothered to play it i, I liked my saying. prom theme i, I liked my prom theme though. <laughs> yeah, under the i liked the original theme which was trying to get ozzy mejia to notice you or trying to get ozzy mejia <laughs> to high five you or ozzy mejia dodging people trying to high five him yeah that could have been I've amazing never, but they thought I've it was never too tried to high five ozzy it, <laughs> see, i'm, I'm going, going to, to. Yeah. now everyone's going to um, first thing i'm going to do at e3 it's high five high ozzy. Five ozzy. that's yeah. like an achievement unlocked i should make e3 achievements for us you should that'd be fun. i'm gonna gamify e3 for us because e3 might suck <sighs> sorry sorry valken it's true though valken it's um, not our fault it's really gonna... not our fault no 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 we tried our best i've we never felt this take... defeated going into an e3 <laughs> we tried to take over the esa but you know i thought i would be president by now but instead yeah. i have a keg of energy drink at my booth um so, yeah. I cannot wait to no. talk about that keg of energy drink. Oh, we're already food. talking about it. It's an it's unannounced energy drink. Oh, for <laughs> <laughs> uh, it sounds like we may need it, too. Like I just, We should get a shark, an inflatable shark, and I'll just jump over it during the stream. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. You mark that down, Wickis? Thanks. Okay. 
Uh, no, honestly, that was. Let's talk about this real quick. Okay. The last episode, Gordon Gordon Freeman's VR Adventures. Yeah. Wickus basically chronicled that almost word for word in the chatty. R.I.P. My vanity search. That was insane. Yeah. I, I don't use any of that, but yeah, like, uh, holy crap! So now he. I wonder if he'll go back and listen to previous episodes and do that. Wickus, do not do that. <laughs> don't do it. Can you imagine? It'd be, all, you know it would be funny some of these it would be funny to have stats of like how many times lola got up yep off the couch in each episode that'd be kind of, i don't know wickets do it she's completely asleep is she is she's in the kitchen oh yeah i see her you see her in the reflection yeah lola she's you dupes she's being a little dupes guilty uh so yeah that was the worst shackers of the uh period it's not really of the week because we don't do this every week every you know we're not consistent i'm gonna say it expires after a week oh yeah yeah. yeah, you guys aren't going to be the worst. No, 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 no. I'm not going to let this carry over. Okay. This was just something that I had to say. Sure. On behalf of the Shackers. Yeah. You know, I'm, I, and I saw, like, Tom W. was, ex- he expressed disappointment that there weren't more ratings. And then I look at my staff and I'm like, there's eight, there's eight, 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 eight. We could have doubled their ratings if yeah. just the staff participated. Yeah. And then, like, when I see Greg complain to me about a thread where he's trying to engage the community, I'm going to throw this in his face and be like, hey, Greg, why didn't you fucking play these games? Yeah. You had t- three weeks to play them. I know you were at Judges Week. I was at Judges Week. You only had to play them for a few minutes. It would take. It took me an hour. Yeah. It took me an hour to do that. So that's that's why like when, when, someone, shits, when someone shits post your thread... And then you're like, oh, I hate dealing with communities. It's no, there, there's not. It's not just a fucking article comment system. Click no. chatty sometimes. There's actually shit going on in there. Yeah. Uh, well, whatever, Greg. I mean, like, if he's not asking for recommendations for a video, he's shit posting. He shit posts. Yeah. He's a terrible poster. And I tell him to his face. <laughs> he is a terrible poster. I tell him to his face. So that's why I'll say it here. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, let's do one last thing. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about Death Stranding real quick. Oh, fuck. Mm, Go ahead. Yet. Go ahead. Yet. You haven't seen it yet? I haven't watched the trailer yet. I don't know. Part of me just doesn't want to watch it. Wait, 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 wait. Didn't you? I saw. I thought I saw on Slack. Didn't you pre-order it? I pre-ordered it, but I was going to do that anyway. You are part of the problem. What? <laughs> I love you, Blake. I was gonna. You're part look, of the problem. Man, like I look. Here's what I said in the Slack. If you recall, I said pre-ordered the collector's edition because it comes with a fetus. I'm hoping this can help stave off my biological clock. Okay. Because I'm buying it for the fetus, and I plan <sighs> on doing one of those like. Can that be the episode things. title? I'm buying it for the fetus. Or what was mine? Oh yeah, mine's coming. Yeah, yours is yours isn't here yet. Yeah, it, it we're boiling up to it. I guess I'm the only one who watched the whole thing. I watched half of it and then was done. I don't know. I like <laughs> I like my theory. Done. <laughs> What's your theory, Blake? <laughs> I like my theory. You, you didn't read it in the Shack chat. I don't, dude. I don't know. I don't know if I did. The Shack chat for that was pretty out there. Oh oh oh, that. I I'm trying to remember yours, Blake. What 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 was it? I, I talk about how Norman Reedus is being. Oh, everyone! First of all, everybody gets baby motivational babies cloned from mm-hmm. Tony Robbins. 
okay, yeah, that's right. Uh, I remember yeah. now. You had the picture yeah. of Tony Robbins. Yeah, okay. and uh, Norman Reedus is uh, has to work as a delivery boy ever since uh, the Walking uh, after the Walking Dead got canceled. There's, I remember um, that. So I there's that. here's yeah. a little bit of Death Stranding lore about Norman Reedus, real quick. His name in the game is Sam Porter Bridges. Porter Bridges. Carrier Porter Bridges. Of Bridges. Yeah. And then he connects the strands. Yeah. I'm right. like, oh dear. <laughs> I'm like, he this is like you lock Kojima in the mailroom and it's always sunny for like yeah. five years. And this is what's coming out. So yeah. This so is going to be so out there. You play as the day man. Yeah. You're trying, you're trying to fight the, the night man? Yes. Yeah. Is that and then it? there's the guy with the gold face mask, and underneath it, there's another mask. Do you remember the South Park episode? I think it was like a two or three parter where they go after Family Guy, and it ends up just like, what? what is it, like a bunch of dolphins? Just like manatees. Manatees. Uh, yeah. Randomly choosing shit like Mad Libs. Mm-hmm. That's a Hideo Kojima game. <laughs> That's the plot, too. Fuck Death Stranding. I'm saying it right now. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Do you want to? Do you want to make your hot take yet? <laughs> do you want to say this? Do you want to say these words? Let me see. It. Let me see it again. I forget exactly how I put it. Uh, <laughs> do you want to no, say that? Great, great. Hey, Hideo Kojima is the next Peter Molyneux. Oh wow. Yeah. He's going to promise you. He's just throwing like a bunch <laughs> of shit at the screen and all of it sticks. And he's just like, ship it. He just takes a big Katamari oh. ball, rolls it all up into a game. And that's that's Death Stranding. <laughs> that's okay. it. I okay. You know what I don't like? But like, I like Katamari. <laughs> no, yeah. no, no. I'm just talking about the ball that's sticky. Nothing against the ball. I understand. But you sh- also shouldn't use it to maybe make something. That's probably accurate. <laughs> Here's here's my thing. I I love love Metal Gear Solid one, two, and three, mm-hmm. but each of those games got just progressively strayed further and further into WTF bullshit territory. That to me it detracted from the game, sure. the games which were actually very well designed. I th- I think that there are stealth games today that still falls short of the bar that Metal Gear Solid 2 set. You could go outside in that game and catch a cold. Yeah. You might sneeze and alert a guard. You'd leave footprints so they could track you to the locker where you're hiding. Yeah. Even even like, you know, one thing that pissed me, I love Batman Arkham Asylum, right? I always want to be Batman. That's the whole tagline. Mm-hmm. But you knock out a guard and you can't like stash the body in shadows. You could in Metal Gear Solid 2. Yep. But mm-hmm. he it just got to the point where like they were like, hour and a half two hour cinematics in metal gear solid four and i was i just i just refused to play it yeah because i like video games which hideo kojima breaking news does not make he makes interactive movies i like the last metal gear metal gear five that's because i feel like that wasn't really a hideo kojima game in the best possible way, it was. There, but there weren't. There weren't like I even know a he lot was of people. Creative director on it. He was creative director on it. But what I mean is, there weren't a lot of like the bullshit cinematics and stuff. It was very gameplay oriented. Yeah. It was more game. Yeah, but yeah. that doesn't that mean that Death Stranding might be more game than you think? So here's here's what I'm worried about. Because I saw a lot of gameplay. 
I saw like ladders. Did you? Because trailers can be all smoke and mirrors. No, I saw gameplay. There was ladder gameplay. There was the whole baby interaction shit. There was some sort of combat. That's that's what I mean, though. <laughs> it is a fact that studios manufacture these gameplay demos until you can hold it. Sure, hold a controller. Oh no, it's I hear you. not a video game. Oh, I hear you. This is a very cut together, curated trailer. Yeah, but I saw what appeared to be gameplay. Sure, sure, sure. You it, know what I mean? Like my, it, at least gameplay mechanics. Like ladders are going to be a thing in this game. But that's okay. Let's talk about the ladders. Yeah. All Twitter is going, there are ladders. I've been playing with ladders since Donkey Kong in 1981. Yeah. What sets these ladders? Why is this the next evolution for ladders? It, because PS4 players did not play Breath of the Wild, so climbing <laughs> is not that impressive. You know, because they, they didn't understand you, that. Like, Link didn't you even know, leave the ladder. He evolved past ladders. If you were Kratos last year, you really couldn't climb anything. Link if you're, was post-ladder. If you're this... If you're this Deacon St. John guy and and Days Gone, you can't really climb shit. What about what was but the? If you had a ladder on a PS4, bam! Now you can climb shit. Man, so that's what I mean. Like it, you, this is a whole new means of exploring for PlayStation players. <laughs> I love so, this take. I love it. I genuinely <laughs> do. I love it. Like you know, they're not they're not the best of platformers. So you know, Mario, Aww. you're not going to jump. But Aww. ladders. That's a whole new kind of gameplay mechanic for a lot of people out there, and I agree. Donkey Kong may have nailed it early, and Hideo Kojima retweeted a Donkey Kong image sure, yesterday. Sure. So like he gets it because that was tucked in the Katamari ball. He was like, "Oh, they noticed." <laughs> here's here's my, gen, my genuine Norman Reedus always trying to get bananas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, another piece. Those were left over from Donkey Kong's Horde and DKC. But I don't know. Like I, I don't know. I genuinely liked the message that he gave us yesterday, which was like, that this game is going to be about connecting uh, things. It's a, it's about like humanity being connected, like trying to reconnect some sort of uh, doomed existence. That like trying they- to trying to put together the strands to avoid death. If Peter Mo- sorry, if Hideo Kojima <laughs> can actually deliver on that, sure. I, I, I said this in chatty. If I'm wrong, I'll be the first person to admit it. I have I have no dog in this fight. I don't yeah, give sure. a shit. If it's great, awesome. I'm on board. My my concern is, you know how people there are people who will go to an art exhibit mm-hmm. and they'll show you just a piece of bullshit art. Yeah, and they're like, oh, like sniffing my own farts. This is so great, and you're like, it's not though. It's mm-hmm. just weird. That's the impression I've gotten from about Death Stranding. Like people are freaking out because it's just so weird, and I'm like, that's not really a basis to put down sixty dollars on a game. Mm-hmm. I need to know no. more about what it is. I don't but know. Want- I think the art style looks really interesting. I do think that I in that and this is this is where I know uh, this. You do not necessarily value this as much as certain gamers uh, because he's got this like all star cast of performance and voice actors. I think that the story will be interesting. I, I actually do value that because I'm a Norman Reedus fan. Yeah. I'm a Mads Mikkelsen fan. Yeah, Troy Baker's great. Like, there's Troy a lot. Baker's great. Guillermo. I mean, I like I like all of this. Like on paper, yeah, it's fine. I'm just saying I want to actually see if it comes together because what you know how like some people can. What's a good example? Uh, M. Night Shyamalan mm-hmm. almost like became a caricature of himself. Sure. Because his movies were like the crazy, stupid twist sell. Yeah. He just like really leaned into that to the point where it compromised the filmmaking. 
I I worry that like Kojima's reputation is going to be oh, oh, oh I'm so weird here's a weird but, thing like what if this here here's why I'm so excited about this okay. and why I think maybe uh, you're right about Metal Gear Solid Four uh, and I, maybe even three where it gets very convoluted with the story and it, it forgot about what made that game great to begin with. And not that it was just convoluted, but it was just there's so long before you even had to touch a controller. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I feel like he learned from 4 and 5, and I'm like, this is... it's What's interesting to me is, like, he gets to start telling a nebulous story again. You know? He doesn't have... You know how, like, Doom is so great because it doesn't fucking shove a story in your face. Mm. You're just doing shit. Mm -hmm. Uh... I feel like this game could be that. Like, there's going to be moments that are like epic and cinematic, but I feel like there's. I feel like gameplay is going to matter in this because if it doesn't, this is not a franchise, and then yeah, it's yeah. it's over. This is like a one and done studio, mm. and I just don't. I don't view this as a one and done studio. I feel like he's been thinking about this for years, and that this is going to be like a new thing that he's going to this will be his new thing I, I think that's what he hopes it to be i'm sure he does because it's a fact that he wanted out of metal gear after like metal gear solid like yeah. konami basically chained him to metal gear yeah for over a decade so that's why i feel like he's been working on this conceptually for a long time yeah and it's like gonna be different it's a different take than the metal gear games yeah. i really do believe that just from even oh. the idea of having a baby like that's weird like having to take care of that thing um and just not being like super fleet like you're not this like fast character it was like buff or anything you're just kind of like a dude that's trying to get by in this apocalypse world mm -hmm. and i i like the setting i like the demons or the the homo demons as he called it in the in the trailer uh i like everything that i saw i like the art style i think that there's there's an opportunity for this game to be good, but I agree with you then that that trailer did not show me anything that I can just point at and be like, oh shit, that's going to be something. So uh, like the Phoenixes are like Diddy Kong, right? I I, like I thought that they were the bridge. They were what like... Babies bring everyone together? Kind of. Like I there's, there's one them to stop crying, you know? Uh, yeah. I like it when they cry all the time. <laughs> Babies push me away. So I know. Oh, I know. Like it's it's. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Babies are kind of terrifying in a sense. Like in movies, yeah, they're all cuddly and cozy and happy. In real life, they're no. huggy, pukey little disease monsters. Yeah, but yeah. I think that because they're in their container, the the puke will be recycled into the. I don't know. Yeah. Well, they're not. They're just like uh, they're fetuses, right? They're not full-grown babies. Okay. Well, right. it depends what state you're in. I saw yeah, some full-grown so. babies in the... In the <laughs> do they trailer. have a heart? Yeah, do they have a heartbeat? I guess they can vote now. Yep. So, like, where do I go in Death Stranding to get an abortion? Um, and will I be... Really, these are the tough questions. And are. also, Probably. like, can Probably I Mexico. can I cross a ladder while holding my baby? Probably not a good idea. But right? every time we bring you up might ladders, have to. It just reminds me of that community episode where they're talking about. Uh, do either of you watch? Did either of you watch Community? No, not really. Oh my god! Then you don't know. They do a they do a cutaway 
to a class called Ladders, and it's just a professor saying, welcome to Ladders, and then climbing up a ladder as he's cheered on by the class. But then someone opens the door and he falls down, and that sounds that's why the class doesn't exist anymore. Uh-huh. So that joke was not worth telling on a podcast. Nope. <laughs> but I bet um, listeners who've heard... <laughs> I bet listeners who've heard community, like or watched community, will They're rolling in the aisles right th- now. They'll be laughing, and then they'll you be like, "What's wrong both with David?" Watch Hossel? community. Okay. Uh, I mean, first of all, Dan Harmon. Second of all, the Russo brothers. Uh, third of all, the cast. Uh, like everyone but Chevy Chase, pretty much. I'll tell you um, this: I'm working on seven projects right now. If I didn't have time to vote in the Shack News Game Jam, I don't have time to watch this TV show. Mm-hmm. Well. You have time to rewatch The Office three thousand times, probably. Oh no, I've only rewatched it once, actually. Wow, really? Wow, that's what, and that's, that's with like, my wife. That's like spend time with me. Otherwise, I wouldn't should, watch TV ever. I think you could be in the Guinness Book of World Records as person that's watched The Office the least amount of time. It's a great show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I no. I come back to it. You know what I'm watching again? What? Uh, because I'm a giant wuss, and when Google t- uh, increased the subscription fee for YouTube TV, I just kept it. Uh, I'm watching Deadliest Catch. That's a good show. It's back, apparently. Mm-hmm. A friend of mine it's is so like super into that and was showing me episodes. It's it's good. It's a good it's show. It's just easy to watch. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> well, wait, that, that's that's they're crab fishermen on that one, right? Yes. Yeah, I know. Uh, I have a friend that's a. Uh, that's like a Alaskan salmon fisherman, and he slept. That's cool for mm-hmm. the season. Mm-hmm. Blake, so. you want to know which show I've rewatched the most? Actually, it's probably Always Sunny because that's the show I can just yeah. like put on whilst things. I are still happening. need to finish that. Yeah, to- it's probably Sunny's always comforting. All the when I go to bed because all the yelling reminds me of home. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> so I, I'll say this: like, I just I'm like I've, I'm done playing a part. I, I genuinely. It does kind of <laughs> irk me that people are so excited about this just because it's weird. And th- there are even some people on chat who I respect are like, oh, Craddock, you're just an open-minded. Like, fuck you. Yes, I am. I'm just saying I'm not going to put down money just because a game looks weird. There's tons of weird-looking shit out there. It doesn't mean I'm going to buy into it. But I'm buying, I'm buying it to play as Guillermo del Toro. But, but I will say that like I, Kojima still means enough to me I cannot stress enough how much I love the first three Metal Gear Solid games mm-hmm. that I'm going to check this out. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, I'm going in, I guess, more, I, I don't want to say, like, objectively, but more like I'm not really, I'm not on, I'm not on the, the hype train. But I'll buy a ticket if it's cool, you know? Mm-hmm. I will. And I still need to play Metal Gear Solid Five. actually. I've wanted to play yeah. that for a few years now. That's I really should game. jump on that. It's a good game. Yeah. That's what I mean. It's like, if... If that's his last work, and then this is this new fucked up setting, and he takes mm-hmm. that gameplay or some of it and puts it in this new crazy just, world, just the idea of making like a systems-driven game, yeah, you know, yeah, like mm-hmm. there was a lot in that trailer. I saw a lot of systems. Yeah. There's different traversal mechanics. That looked like there was an FPS uh, gameplay at least. Or at least an FPS scene. I will say the running when the guy was like Norman Reedus was running through a field, like fighting mm-hmm. whatever they were. That almost I got like a Dark Souls vibe to the weight, yeah, of the movements, yeah. Uh, so yeah, like I, I legitimately am. I will check it out with an open mind. I just wanted to like share my view of this. It was my moment to be like, Internet, what are you doing? 
Internet you know. got very excited. It did. But um, and that's the thing. Like, I don't really like the gaming community. It seems like every week they, they just go hype about something, and then next week it's just something else. Yeah. You know? Uh, it's the nature of social media, I think. It that's is. The that. pop, that's the new pop culture cycle. It's a, it totally is. It's, it's, it's the apex of Andy Warhol's 15 minutes of fame prediction. Yeah. yeah. I actually, I, I've labeled it millisecond culture, Blake. It's not what have you done for me lately. It's what have you done for me in the last millisecond. I'm busy here. Yeah, I got yeah, other I shit. Think, I got to click on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 15 seconds of fame is probably 15 more. 15 seconds now. of fame is. It more is. Accurate. It is. Yeah. Well, yeah. Sunny and Sunny. The, there's a really good Sunny episode about that. Blake, mm-hmm. you know the one I'm talking about, the uh, Wolf Cola episode, oh. where they keep oh, creating yeah. controversy. So they're like, well, we need to do something else so that this yeah. controversy gets pushed to the last 24 hour cycle. It's great. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's spot on as a lot of their stuff is. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think we've given both sides of the the Death Stranding uh, debate, and it's honestly not a debate that's being had on most podcasts. It's not. <laughs> that's that. I don't. I don't like being enthusiast press. I want to like come at something from every conceivable angle. I know? agree, um, and that's why when I saw this the trailer, I said, "Hey, Brittany, you love Kojima, yeah. right? Write a breakdown of this trailer. Like, go crazy." And she did. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I think it's, it's worth talking about what if this game sucks? Cause if it's not fun, it doesn't matter how weird it is. I agree with you, but it, here's a game that wasn't fun. That was weird. Do you remember Phantasmagoria? Yeah. Vaguely. Yeah. So I have a, Vaguely. I have a little bit of history with that with Sierra. Yeah. Cause Roberta Williams did that. And yeah, that sure. was like a big thing back in the day. Cause like the creator of King's quest creates this like dark horror type yeah. weird FMV game. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, not that fun of a game, no, but weird and interesting. Mm-hmm. Like definitely a game that I remember still. Yeah. And like, uh, you know, like the last thing we really saw from Kojima was the PT demo, right? I was just thinking about that and I loved that. And that was like amazing. That it was because the system that was a systems driven game too, really. Yeah. Um, and I guess if you want to view that as like a follow up to Solid Five, it was also it had my kind of storytelling, which is non authorial, mm-hmm. just by you know not emergent, but just kind of happening within the context, experiential, and just happening within the context of my input. And there was a baby in that too. There was. Yeah, do you think it's the same creepy fetus? From Probably. PC? Yeah, I could see that. I, that's what I mean. Like, like I feel like they hired the same creepy baby. Yeah, like if there's this weird, if if Death Stranding is this weird mesh of whatever PT was and whatever MGS Five was, it could be like an amazing game. It could be. Yeah. And that's where I'm like, I don't think, because this is his first game as a studio Mm -hmm. i don't think he's going to rush out some crap but maybe i'm wrong you know you know you know what i want to i want to bring up is norman reedus uh have you he kind of looks like a he's kind of a looks like a modern kurt russell and he has a similar background of like b action movies and sort of like horror schlock um but like I think that he kind of cast him as like a modern Snake Plissken type. Hmm. 
uh, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it does. Yeah. To either of you, like yeah. that was just something I'd been thinking about. So it makes me makes me wonder if this is all just gonna be like wars within wars, where everything's fought by corporations, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden, like a giant robot shows up and it's powered by fifty babies, and they're all singing a song while they like clean it. Metal Gear, it. yeah. It's just baby gear. Baby gear. Yeah, but I I don't know. I'm here for it. I'm, yeah, I, I'm, I, I think it, I, right when I saw it, I said, well, this is going to complicate game of the mm-hmm. year. It really is. Cause, uh, or make it easier, I, like, no, depending I, on how it goes. Honestly, I, though, like we saw it last year, man. Like, Spider-Man won at Shack News. That was a good video game, though. This is, <laughs> to, no, to me, I'm not, that's not an insult, but this is still nebulous. Yeah. We don't really know what this is yet. I just, I just mean that there's, uh, there's a very good chance that a game like Mario Maker will be completely overshadowed by this on our staff. I think that this year, I think <laughs> the this staff year, that forgot to participate in the game jam. Yeah. This well, same staff, they're probably going to vote for death stranding over Mario. You should, well, maybe you should just penalize all of us in the, in the, uh, game of the year final vote by getting to pick one game to remove from our list and replace with Tetris. That's probably a good idea too. Yeah. I could just like, make the list. You could. I, could. I mean, <laughs> I haven't done that. I, I haven't completely. Lola, uh, Lola's authoritarian regime hasn't yeah. hasn't infected editorial yet. Not yet. Yeah, we don't need to make this an oligarchy quite yet. No, uh, the internet. Yeah. Our internet has plenty of those. I actually yeah. am, am more looking forward to Game of the Year this year because I feel like last year, except for a few cases, nobody was really passionate about anything. Whereas this year, I think that could happen. Mm-hmm. Between Death Stranding, I, Mario Maker, Resident Evil Two, Tetris, like there have been a lot of Mortal Kombat. Yeah, Eleven's really good. Like there are a lot mm-hmm. of, as Chris would say, certified bangers. And mm-hmm. it's it's still only mm-hmm. May, you know. And then uh, yeah. you have. I think a lot of it is uh, the I Outer like... Worlds launching later this year. Yeah, from Private Division. Is that coming out this year? Yeah, it is. September. Yeah, oh my God. yeah, yeah, yeah. The fall. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. That I game, too. I can't talk about yet. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I gotta say. Uh, that game, I just wanted to mention that Outer Worlds. Yeah, the Outer Worlds is a game that you should pay attention to. Later I mean, this year. Tim Kaine, Leonard Boyarsky, two of the three co-creators of Fallout. I'm mm-hmm. in. Excellent storytellers. Yeah, and for that, sure. that, the kind that you like. Yeah, experiential yeah. storytelling. Yeah, like it, it, Fallout fans are in for a treat. Uh, I'm excited because I'm not a Fallout fan. I love the concept behind Fallout, but yeah. I am definitely more. I need color. I need like some sort of frenetic engagement, you know. And yeah. it, like Fallout's pace and its dreariness just uh, never really worked for me. Sure. No, yeah. I, this is a very different setting. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I can't. Well, I literally can't talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> but I just wanted to say that. By the end of the year, it's going to be on that list most yeah. likely with other other games. It's just another big game that's coming out this year. Uh, and yeah, and then I, I think Nintendo's best offering is going to be Mario Maker, and I just feel like w- between RE2 and Death Stranding. It's gonna get pushed to the wayside. I can already see it happening. It's no, a lot like I'm excited for Mario Maker this year. I know, but it's I already see it happening. You I'm know like, what? You know what else though? Huh? Zelda 
I know. Link's Awakening. That's a remake that'll be that's eligible. I know, but it's not. I doubt it. Oh man. I never sleep on a Nintendo made Zelda game. This is first party. On this staff, yeah, I could sleep on it. Because there's like half of them haven't even touched Breath of the Wild. I touched it. I mean I have the I bought the cartridge. Yeah, but like it doesn't even know what I'm talking about when I talk about Fan Ruta and Divine Beasts and all yeah. that good stuff. It's a it's an outstanding game. So that's what I mean. Like I don't think Zelda I mean, gonna, really matters gonna to happen. these kids. I don't think I'll live so. stream it. I'll live stream it in August because I'll need some. It's gonna take I'll you. Need a while. A re, I'll need a reprieve, like from stuff. It'll be. I will. I will be there for those streams. Uh, and yeah, I think I'll, I'll probably start streaming Breath of the Wild too. Because mm-hmm. I still got plenty of fucking things to find. Mm-hmm. I want a hundred percent that game. I do too. It's the first time in so long that a game has come around where I'm like, no, I want everything. Mm-hmm. I want to know every fucking inch of that map. Yep. I want to know like my spots, like your hunting spots, your harvesting spots. Like you really start to learn Hyrule. Oh yeah. And oh man, it just feels so great. I haven't felt like this attached to a place. Since like I don't know Grand Theft Auto Vice City or something, like one of those. Are you for you San Andreas? Yeah, no, I, uh, I'm, I'm I'm there. I you know, know what I mean. Like, like those two games, they were great open world experiences, and you really felt immersed in them. I would play them for hours. This is definitely the same. I always go to um, Kakariko, the the Great Fairy Fountain under Kakariko. Yeah, sure. My tradition is like I do the fountain, and then I'll glide down into the village and just like mm-hmm. check out the shops and. Yeah, like steal, I have little steal routines. Steal some apples. Yeah, actually, uh, yeah, the other place, I, I built the, the town, so I go there a lot, too. Mm-hmm. Have you done that yet? No. Oh, man. I you, know. You build a town. I know. It's awesome. I know. That's what I mean. Like, there's yeah. so much to do in that game. Yeah. And it, and it doesn't tell you. Nope. Hey, hey, go this way. Yeah. It's Everyone has a different path. It's just the thing in, in a video that people will have watched, I think, by the time this goes up, Greg compares... Breath of the Wild, not to give away rankings, but he compares Breath of the Wild to Link to the Past. It's really more, I think that in my preview after I played it at E3 three years ago, it was uh, Zelda 1 and 3D. Mm-hmm. And it is that, you know? Yes. It's definitely more that. It's the gold cartridge uh, game. Yeah. Yeah, because there's the old man at the beginning who's very cryptic. And well, that, and like A Link to the Past actually does guide you a little more than Zelda 1 ever did. Sure Zelda 1's just like, go, have fun figure it out link to the past is very much so a story being told to you mm-hmm. and breath of the wild is a story that you tell yeah. and so is legend of zelda uh i i love that game it's so good but yeah i don't i i don't think that a link i don't think link's awakening is gonna somehow pull away people from a kojima game or a you know, I, it would really depend on how much replay value it has. Like that's mm-hmm. something I really liked about Metal Gear Solid Two and Three, especially they were big enough that they had a lot of replayability. Yeah. But Death Stranding, if it's very story heavy, it might be one of those games you play once and or watch on YouTube and then move on. You know. Sure. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. It, it, there's it, because his promotion for it has been so nebulous, and that Sony won't not be at E3. Yeah. Uh, we won't really hear more about this for a while now. No, we got our we got our little our little taste, and then they'll do another Sony Direct whenever Kojima feels like it. I kind of hate this stuff 
this this hey we're gonna stream for 24 hours and at some point in the 24 hours this thing's gonna happen yeah like just tell me when to show up yeah that's what i like about nintendo hey 30 minute thing this time show up yeah this is bullshit hype it was stupid because mm-hmm. like i was i had to throw it on we in the morning we threw it on we were like oh the kojima show's yeah. gonna come eventually yeah just fucking tell us if you're gonna copy nintendo fucking copy nintendo yeah because they're doing it right they are the ones that killed e3 and yet they're the ones that are still at e3 it's just fascinating uh but yeah boy our e3 coverage well that's gonna be something else it is. it's gonna be magic it'll it's be gonna am- be whimsical it's gonna be like the wizard of oz but i'm not going to tell you which part of the movie yet because mm-hmm. there's several parts there is it the house falling on on someone <laughs> like house, crushing her if it was like the house falling on the witch part that would kind of be fantastic <laughs> <laughs> yeah i could see that that'd be kind of uh, great <laughs> i i'm there for that all the fucking lilliputian people <laughs> Come out <laughs> just like you've done it. Yay! <laughs> you killed the witch. <laughs> Video, <laughs> oh Video game events that we can all attend for everyone. Yay! She's gone. Yeah. And then fucking <laughs> fucking Bola. Miyamoto comes down in a bubble. Gives you gives you those gives you some Super Mario jumping shoes or some fucking hat or something. <laughs> yeah, a Ruby Red shoe. Mario hat. Yeah. A Ruby Mario hat. There you go. Yeah. Lola, where are you? She's being a dupes. Yep. Uh she's probably in her carrier sleeping. She is tired. Um mm. yeah, so that was all the video That's... games stuff. Oh, I I uh I have an Oculus Quest now. That's right, yes. and I'm, I played Beat Saber on Tethered. It's pretty great. Uh, and I was talking to David about figuring out how to port uh, music to Beat Saber because I want to try that out. Oh uh, man, that sounds yeah right. Like I would love to play some cartoon violence in Beat Saber. You know what I mean? I would love to play some cartoon violence in any video game. Yeah, so I'm saying if Beat yeah. Saber allows indies to kind of just make mods for it. It seems like something that we should be doing, Blake. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to try to figure Ooh. that out. Uh, but yeah, I Quest is good enough. It's not great. Mm-hmm. Battery life's not very good. Uh, it's counterbalancing is not great because it's all really in the front. Uh, but it's good enough. It's better than Gear or Go or any of those other wireless you know, uh, VR things that had been more phone based before it's better than cardboard it's better than labo vr and stuff but it's 400 dollars product it's gonna it better be yeah better right than all those things yeah. yeah so it's it's definitely twice the price of what these other untethered things was or were um it uses inside out tracking right uh so if i put my controller behind my back there's occlusion mm-hmm. i broke the controller tracking within 20 seconds of turning on the device Ooh. But that's because I know if I put this behind my back, it's going to do that. So if developers for Quest focus on front-facing gameplay, it'll be fine. Mm -hmm. But that starts to hurt gameplay in a game like Super Hot VR. Yeah. You know, where you're looking one way and then you're pointing that way. You know, it's like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's like I said, it's good enough. 
Uh, and I, I think that PSVR kind of proved that. If you're good enough, you'll sell. For sure, yeah. Uh, and this is all-in-one, so now this is a cheaper all-in-one experience than buying a PS4 and a PSVR. Mm-hmm. Whereas before, PSVR was cheaper than buying a Rift yeah. and a computer. All right. So that'll be that'll be a good a, a good thing hopefully for VR in general. It is a good thing for VR in general, and I saw a lot of people who I did not expect to buy a Quest by Quest. Chris Buffa over at Greenlit bought a Quest. Uh, John Benny Mean Hammersuit bought a Quest. Um, uh, ton of ton of people on my timeline have Quests. Yeah. Uh, it's good enough. It's not great. It's good enough. And Just I think, like the Goonies. you know, but the battery life is, uh, it's not great. Uh, and then also strapping a battery to your face. Uh, how are you guys feel about that? Mm, my cyborg. No, you're just wearing a VR headset. I guess ambivalent then. If I were a cyborg, I'd probably be and more into it. I would say it's kind of cool that they, like you experienced this at Oculus Connect yeah. 5. Uh, the How the audio uh, is piped at you, even though there's no headphone. Yeah, I really appreciated that. I really hate earbuds. Yeah, I don't like. I honestly don't like wearing headphones. Mm-hmm. Um, I tend to fall asleep when I wear headphones. <laughs> uh, That's dangerous. You can strangle yourself. Yes. Well, it's because I I hyper focus on audio. Like right. I'm, uh, I you know I went to school for music engineering and stuff like that. So when I put on headphones and I'm listening to stuff. I usually close my eyes too. Sure. So, like, you know, really get into things. So, uh, are you aud- like, like, were you an auditory listener too, or sorry, auditory learner? Like, could auditory you, learner. Like, could you I, learn stuff from just like people telling you it, or were you more like visual? It's I don't know. I honestly have never really figured out how I learn. I I kind of learned by I, I learned by doing by hand. Yeah, that's tactile okay, kinesthetic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the other way. <laughs> yeah, like, but There's I remember what, but I remember what people say to me and yeah. stuff like that. No, yeah, like, I, like, I, I um, think that musicians have a certain kind of ear and a certain kind of mind. Uh, yeah, as I get older and I have more stuff I need to actually focus on, like I'm not as like admittedly like certain things fall to the wayside. But like you know, people say things to me and like I register in my brain if they're important. Mm-hmm. Or, or something like that. Like if we were talking about something and I needed to remember a quote or something from a conversation or a task to do or a song lyric I want to write later, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that stuff is easy for me. But just like, yeah, wearing headphones, like it'll just not having all the background noise, uh, just like kind of causes. Yeah, even playing video games online, you know, like it'll just take me out of wherever I am and make me focus. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know, like I'll, cause I'll, I'll find I can stay up later playing video games if I don't wear headphones. Mm-hmm. And if I do wear headphones, like after an hour, like yeah, everything sure. off around me. That's why when I, when usually when I'm playing uh, uh, Rocket League with you guys, I use the the PlayStation camera for voice chat instead of like a headset. Yeah. Whenever, uh, whenever Aspen's over and I'm playing video games, I just have the PlayStation camera on so we can both chat and it's mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. I like the PS cam. 
Uh, it's probably watching me dance around naked or whatever. Yeah. I ever do that. <laughs> Never, ever. No. I mean, it watches Lola in here, but yeah, I don't care. You know, uh, I saw this interview with some, it was like they were interviewing Chinese nationals about being monitored by their government. And they're like, ah, oh, we have nothing to hide. I'm like, that's not the point. Yeah. Yeah. But they were just like, yeah, we don't mind. Mm-hmm. We have nothing to hide. And I feel like, I feel that way. I'm not a terrorist. You guys can monitor my phone. I don't care. It's just a waste of government dollars monitoring all the brown people. But yeah, hey, if point zero two percent of us are a problem, I mean, whatever. Activision says you guys are stabbing people by age six. So. Oh man, the the screwdrivers. We're all about stabbing people with screwdrivers. I knew That's it. something we we're taught at I mosques, actually. Uh, <laughs> Fox God, News was right. Wicked, strike that from the record. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, one last thing. Uh, so yeah, I because I, I'm on LinkedIn. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, David told me that it's my work anniversary at my investment company, uh, and because LinkedIn is wrong, like it says, I'm, I've only been there for five years. Yeah, five years. It's been twelve. I've been there for twelve years. It was like congratulate Asif, and I said I will not. I have to vet this first. Only <laughs> then will I congratulate him. Uh, no, it's accurate. Okay, congratulations. I guess. Yeah, it's a brutal, horrible business. I don't recommend anyone get into. <laughs> Property management and investment management is not easy. The last twelve years have been brutal. I have a lot of scar tissue. <laughs> <laughs> um, more than the Anthony Kiedis of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, more than Anthony Kiedis yeah. of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I don't know. He's probably had his share of bad investments over time. Uh, but you know, I want to keep it short because like, I want to end the podcast soon. You guys, are, it's late yeah. and everything. But yeah, uh, the one thing that I've learned in twelve years of investing is that if you're right one more time than you're wrong. You'll be fine. Hmm. <laughs> like, it just takes one smash hit investment to pay for a lifetime of mistakes. It seems like a scary business because, like, even when, and correct me if I'm wrong, but even when you know what you're doing, you can still be, like, cataclysmically wrong. Yeah. You can still, like, make that one misstep on a path you've walked before and then you fall down. Um, depending on how much money is on the line, depending on how much you have invested, depending on how much you've diversified. Yeah, so like, I, I kind of agree. It's like, it's, it's hard to say just yes to that because I feel like any investor has a process and they're constantly iterating on it. Uh, and then some just have rules and they just stick to their rules. And like, I- I've been developing rules for a long time. Uh, rule number one, rich people will always be rich. Rule number two, everyone's got to eat. Mm-hmm. And then like rule number three is I'd rather own steel than gold. Cause steel's actually useful. I don't understand why gold's worth 1300 an ounce. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, so those were like, those were like my first three rules in 2000, uh, seven when i started (laughs) and those are those are all very true Mm -hmm. you know like luxury things are always going to do well because rich people you know the dow jones drops 50 percent, right someone who's worth 500 million still worth 250 million yeah they're still fucking rich 
but the people who get fucked in the economy are the people who aren't you know are living paycheck to paycheck at that time yeah so that's why that's where people got to eat comes in mm-hmm. so that's why yeah. like i like i said uh you know i own yum brands in my retirement account they own kfc and taco bell and all those yeah but yeah really it's just if you're right one more time than you're wrong you're in the black uh and i i think that the times that i've made mistakes getting back to your point those to those cataclysmic mistakes uh are learning experiences if you don't risk everything and uh, a good example is gt advanced technologies this was a company that apple contracted to make sapphire for the face of the apple watch and also the touch id button and if they were able to make enough sapphire ignits they would have got about a 1.2 billion dollar cash infusion mm-hmm. from the sale of that their uh plant failed to produce the right yield and they ended up not making the delivery and going bankrupt mm. so that's one of those examples where so what's the lesson the lesson is don't value companies based on accounts receivable because you don't know if they'll ever get that money. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I and I was too confident that they would actually be able to execute. That's the danger. That's what you're talking about. Outside of that, there's companies that will just straight up defraud you and lie about their investment and lie about their earnings results. And in that case, you're absolutely right. You have there's nothing that you can control. But if you use proper risk management and you say, "Look, this stock's already down 20%. I'm getting out before I lose all my money." You can mitigate your losses so that you never have these cataclysmic failures. But it's about having rules and being regimented. So I think that's that's where I would okay. slightly push back on what you're saying, but I agree that uh it is dangerous and right now is super dangerous to just be buying the stock market i just saw uh the department of justice is bringing in is preparing an antitrust suit against google that's that just crossed the wire uh during our podcast so um yeah it's a dangerous time to be an investor in stocks and there's uh there's companies that i invest in historically that are usually always doing poorly when i buy them it's almost my mo i buy shit i buy things when they're really struggling and then i i had rules for gamestop's a perfect example i saw gamestop was cheap it broke down below my threshold of risk i said i'm getting out i mm-hmm. think that they might go to zero mm-hmm. uh so if they go to zero at least i saved my nine dollars well hello lola okay. hello lola. we will we will wrap up dupes Okay. Uh, so yeah, that's but that's that. Yeah, sorry. That makes sense. Yeah. Stock tip for the week, guys. I got something much more important to talk about though, really quickly here. Well, thanks, man. I, thanks for stepping all over my 12 year uh, anniversary uh, of uh, you know being able look, to fund your fucking company that you work look, for. Happy, Ungrateful happy assholes, I tell you. Happy These guys, man. Briefcase uh, man is on loan from Army of Techno. You guys are leasing him. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Look, I congratulated whoa. you at the top. Yeah. Happy anniversary and all that, but I just saw Detective Pikachu last night. Oh, there you go. And I wanted, and I wanted to tell you, also, if you were right, you called it. You called it, and I mean, it wasn't a. It was kind of an obvious twist, mm-hmm. and it wasn't much of a twist, but 
Yeah, you call you called it before the movie was even close to coming out. Yeah, I did. Uh-huh. I, called, I called the ending like really? after I think the second trailer. Yeah, but whatever. It's still great, but, even though I knew yeah. the ending. I was like, "This is great." That was it. Was uh, it was probably like the best blending of animation and live action since like Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I don't or, know. Or uh, like, Howard the Duck. <laughs> that wasn't CGI. Whatever. Psyduck, no, was re- Psyduck re- resembled Howard the Duck to me in my mind. It was like it was almost that good that it looked like live action. There wasn't enough Psyduck, frankly. <laughs> Not enough Psyduck. There's never yeah, enough that was Psyduck. My, I don't want to spoil it for my... our listeners or David, but that moment where Psyduck kind of saves uh-huh. the day uh-huh. was pretty epic. It was epic, and it led to like some of the like cool one of the coolest scenes in the movie. I thought right. Like yeah. everything, like Psyduck had this like huge moment where he saved the day, and it was beautiful. Fine. And then yeah, like uh, I don't know, man. I a video game movie usually sucks. That movie does not suck. Did That's you know cool. that was Diplo as the DJ in the club? I did not. No. Yeah. <laughs> I, I heard that play. Diplo is playing a party the same night of the E3 party by Shaq News. Uh oh. And our partners were like, oh, my God, we have to book more people. And I'm like, we got Mark Rebier. We'll be fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm just like, sorry. Yeah. I'm not going to need- compete with these billion-dollar companies who right. can throw $2 yeah. million at a fucking DJ. Yeah. I'm not Look, throwing $2 million at a DJ. Are you crazy? I could buy a house Dip- in Hawaii for that. Yeah. Diplo is so GDC 2012. I don't even know <laughs> why they're even bothering. I mm-hmm. Honestly, insert DJ here, dude. It's it's uh-huh. all fucking it's if yeah. you're an MP3J, why do I care? Like why should I give yeah. a shit if you're of your ability to put together an MP3 playlist and push play? Yeah. It's not like anyone's spinning records anymore. It's not like anyone's doing transitions anymore. It's it's fucking mm-hmm. and the tracks aren't even designed to mi- to be beat matched. So like the actual skill of turntablism and beat matching and being a DJ are long gone. So that's like they're like parading these like four names in front of me. I'm like, I don't know who any of these people are. I don't give a shit. It's just funny because like 10 years ago, I was very deep into the electronic music scene. And now I'm like EDM is basically 2019 disco. Mm -hmm. So it's like the Bee Gees or Diana Ross or whatever. Like, I don't give a shit. It's all pop music to me. Yeah. So that's why like, yeah, I was like, oh, no. Do you think there'll be like EDM sucks shirts like disco sucks? Yes. No, actually, no. Because America seems to have forgotten how to have a counterculture, Blake. Let's make EDM sucks shirts. I already made. I made other shirts. For this. Yeah. I can make it. That sounds like an army of techno thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And honestly, they're they're pretty much dead. It's been over three years since they played live. That's pretty much dead, right? Like you're dead. I don't know. I went like six or seven years without doing my solo act, and we're getting ready to go into the studio now. It's weird, um, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Like when you're when you're dormant, it's it's yeah. weird. And we we're, we're very much an underground group. We threw raves. We played in the desert. We did all sorts of things. So it's like 
I don't know. We're we're all yeah. we're all in different places. It's I don't know. Uh, at any rate, um, I really I enjoyed Detective Pikachu, and I say that as someone who's not a Pokemon fan. Yeah, it's uh, it's perfect for people who aren't yeah. Pokemon fans. I do love Psyduck. Psyduck has always. I'm just like that guy gets me. Mm-hmm. That right there. I'm like, yep. I'm just trying to chill out and not have a headache that will kill everyone. Yep. When I freak out, yeah. That's um. That's pretty much me. I think that describe. I think that Psyduck and I have very similar uh, personalities. I think Lola looks a lot like Detective Pikachu. She does. She does. But she's not a Pikachu. Probably cuter. And I, I mean, Lola is uh, a Pokemon. Oh, she totally is. Yeah. And they were. So I, oh. I'm, I'm tied to the series that way. I liked mm-hmm. the TV show more than the games. I'll, I'll say that much. Early on, I, I watched the TV show more than the games. I, I just I didn't have time for it. And once again, no Game Boy, right? Right, right, right. So, yeah, I didn't really get into the series for a while. I love Pokemon Go. Like, that game got me. Mm-hmm. It's the perfect mobile app, in my opinion. Like, it might be the best mobile game ever made. Because uh, it sucked me back in with this stupid snapshot thing. We can take pictures of Pokemon at Swenson's, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, I I I caught a Detective Pikachu. I have a Detective Pikachu in Pokemon Go, so I'm pretty special. But yeah, that movie's great. It, it had no business being that good, and I thought Ryan Reynolds did mm-hmm. a good job. I know that we wrote that article about who else could have done it. Mm-hmm. I thought he did a great job. No, thought- Ryan Reynolds. It's uh, it's funny because like. The I thought that the two human leads in the film mm-hmm. were probably the they were they were young actors, but one underacted and one overacted. And when you put that against all these seasoned people around them, it really it really showed. Yeah, um, sure. Yeah, like dude, dude had uh, dude like the lead male. Guy, uh, I can't remember his name. He has one good scene where I'm like, okay, this is like, you know, some good acting right here. But overall, not that out. out You're talking about the male guy, lead? Yeah. Yeah, the male lead wasn't very good. I can't remember his name. Yeah. And and like, but that's uh, the thing. Like, you spend $40 million to get Ryan Reynolds, and then you just spend like five on yeah. the rest of everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then who, you, you spend like $100 million on that CGI. Because well, holy crap. Some of the well, best CGI I've ever seen in a movie. Oh yeah, it was super impressive. So detailed. It was like it was almost like Akira. Yep. But like it really, it really made me want to go back to Japan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that that's for sure. Like it's just, it was so, like, it's just so modeled after so many things there. And yeah, oh the rail, yeah, like the train, it. everything about it is very oh. much Japan. Yeah, uh, there's Pokemon everywhere, and in the. The jokes, some of those jokes, man. Wow, I am really surprised that they put a few of those jokes. Yeah, in. they were adult. Yeah, they yeah, were they were they were, like, they were adult they were humor r- jokes. So it's kind of like Shrek really. in that way, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I don't. They, uh, yeah, I think I'm not going to mention them on the podcast, but oh my like, god, <laughs> this dog! She curled up like this too. You, you should see this dog right now, Blake. You're about to. I'll send you a picture. Oh, okay. she's amazing. Yeah, I know. Uh, but yeah, we should probably 
get going because I'm. It's our. It's it's late here, so it must be super late where you guys are. It is super late. David's basically asleep. Uh, he'll fall asleep on the couch with Lola, which happens. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> it's great. She is so. She curled up this way. I, I didn't know. Have it's to pull so. Her over anyway. I know. It's so cute though. Hi, Lola. Um. Yeah, Lola's cute. In case you guys were wondering, she's so cute. She keeps showing up blurry in these pictures because she moves. Like the camera can't handle it. Yeah, it's just like, oh my god. <laughs> Try it now. Uh, He's holding pretty still. We'll post. We should post some of these in this. Show. Yeah, we'll post it in the article. Yeah, because um, I do those now, Wickus. Uh, that's it. Uh, let's do our fucking wrap up. You got anything else? You guys got anything else? Uh, check out. Check out. Check out the long, long read. read. Yeah. yeah. Check out. Check out the long read. It's called Survivor Kill. It's on mm-hmm. the front page of shacknews.com at the very top. If you're on mobile, on the very top left. If you're on desktop. Um, um let's see go read my trover review and go check out my final fantasy 14 Shadowbringers coverage as well because mm-hmm. that was a that was a lot I, I wrote a lot about that game and i still didn't even get to like all of the updates that they're rolling out yeah and there's a ton of gameplay uh preview for that too oh yeah like uh i did a uh i did a dungeon using the new trust system which lets you uh, team up with a group of AI uh, companions instead of having to find real people to run dungeons with. Mm-hmm. So uh, you can check out that gameplay. Wrote a big article for that as well. And uh, yeah, it was uh, it was good times. <laughs> um, and if you're a fan of the series of Final Fantasy, I think you'll like what they're doing. And uh, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. Uh, go listen to Cartoon Violence is a new single Fizzy and Ticklish available now uh, it's a certified banger to quote uh, certified for sure. that's right uh, cartoonviolencemusic.com okay. that's my plug. so also check out our, our buddies the cartridge family are back mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys saw uh, they've they I think they've hit like four episodes in a row almost. they reemerged much like cartridges yeah <laughs> like the Nintendo Switch before yeah. it, uh, yeah. So and and JB has a Switch again, so I'm happy for him. Uh, oh, he I, bought one. Yeah, I actually headed I headed over to his house uh, when I was in New York. I I took a car over to New Jersey, uh, you know, a, a Uber, and uh, <laughs> hung out, played some games with uh, Joe Stacio, the host of the Cartridge Family, and uh, yeah, it was fun. We played some NBA 2K and some Smash, and Joe hates Smash. It's hilarious. Really? Yeah, he's just not very good. But you know, whatever. It was hilarious because uh, John's daughter Harper kept picking characters from because John always plays as Luigi. Yeah. And he was just wrecking us with everyone. I was like, okay, great. Wow. Yeah, he's pretty good at that game. Uh, also, yeah, we have Gato Roboto on the front page, and our Shack Chat this week is pretty awesome. It's which DS or 3DS game should be remade for Nintendo Switch. I thought that was really that was a good one. Mm-hmm. That was something that I think uh, I had thought about weeks ago when I was in uh, L.A. or something because I I brought my I brought my 3ds with me and I have uh, a link between worlds in there. I, w- I will say I was going to mention it, but you did. I still play Brain Age today. Yeah, I still break that game out. 
It's good for you. Yeah, it is. Uh, I love that game. I wish they would make a new one. I have been, I, I totally agree with Brittany's Elite Beat Agents call. Uh, Ozzy also mentioned Big Brain Academy. Uh, there's some Zelda love in there. There's some Castlevania love in there. There's some WarioWare love. Also, Electroplankton. Ooh. Yeah. Man. You stole, you stole Brain Age from me, so I... I took electroplankton. And then I also, uh, I was an imposter. I acted like I was Bill Lavoy this week. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mentioned Nintendogs because, man, that game. But, yeah, there's some great Zelda on the 3DS and the DS. There's there's a lot of great games. on The, the DS was so successful for a reason. And I would love to see some of those just reimagined for Switch. Mm-hmm. Especially Brain Age, though. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, it would be perfect. It would. It honestly would be good on mobile too, if they want to make a mobile game, they could. Yeah, they could. You know, it wouldn't be like there you got two screens right there. Uh, and yeah, check out Brittany's breakdown of the Death Stranding trailer if you want the opposite side of uh, David's take. <laughs> and then also, yeah, if, if you if you want to be an SJW Brown guy like me, check out my new Call of Duty Modern Warfare campaign might be a tone deaf mess article which is also right underneath david's on the front page so yeah go to shacknews.com for your interviews news reviews previews uh, long reads we got two of them that are pretty relevant right now yeah death garden and icon of sin uh sigil and then uh yeah we got a shit ton of guides holy crap those guys josh josh out there playing the Fortnite, mm-hmm. doing the needful uh yeah those are those are you'll see us even if you're not looking for us you'll search and we'll have the answer for you Mm -hmm. uh and we're not afraid to answer stupid questions wickes uh so yeah that's that's the website uh we're on twitch.tv slash shack news chris gerard's been streaming there but we got gigabit coming to canton that's right next week so maybe maybe no i don't know we'll see at some point in the future, we will be streaming from Canton, Ohio, and we're excited about it. Uh, we're on YouTube.com slash Shack News Games, because the guy ha- who has slash Shack News is a jerk. We're also Gamer Hub videos on YouTube. If you want to check out some Star Wars coverage, John Gadiosi went to a preview event for the Galaxy's Edge. So there's some kind of behind-the-scenes look at what to expect at Disneyland and Disney World from that uh, that new attraction uh we're also at shack news on twitter we're shack news on facebook if you like that garbage website and then (laughs) we're also at shack news media on instagram because greg is weird uh i think those are all the places to find us right yeah we don't have a tiktok yet you guys use tiktok no i've seen ads for it enough but no it seems like an instant nope from me i was like okay so this is like worse vine got it <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm like i'm good uh i'm still waiting for the vine dudes to release their new vine uh, it's called bite uh I, I follow them on twitter and everything uh so yeah those are the places uh you know if you like this podcast which you probably do because you listen to us for like two and a half hours why don't you review us why don't you go out there and get on top of your like stand on top of a table and yell about the shack cast or review us on iTunes while iTunes is still a thing. Or break out a ladder. Get on top of the ladder. Yeah. Hold your baby up there and say, this baby 
Love Shack News. Go by one of those ladders I've been hearing so much about <laughs> all of a sudden. <laughs> you know, Rivali's Gale is a little cooler than the fucking ladder. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Uh, but yeah. What are you doing? Lola's Bobo is underneath. Oh, is that what she's doing? She's also just being weird. Uh, yeah, Lola's great. She's overseeing stuff. And uh, hey, maybe next week? I don't know. Maybe Mercury yeah. will be out by then. So we're working on something uh, called Shack News Mercury. It's a subscription. Uh, I'll have more to tell you about it next week, hopefully. Uh, and then the site can stop losing money. That'd be cool. That would be cool. I don't know. Maybe, yeah, I guess we'll see. I guess people who own the site are probably more motivated for that to happen. Um, but you would think, like, for the sustainability of a website, that it would have to be profitable at some point. Otherwise, it would go away, or just shrink, like Blue's News. Mm-hmm. Blue's still there. I think it's, it's just Blue. I think it is. It's just Blue at this point, right? Mm-hmm. Who's running hard OCP right now? That's the real question, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, but those are still going. So shout out to both of them. I got, I, I, I love my, like our, I feel like we're brethren. Mm-hmm. Videocards.net, Shack News, Hard OCP, and, mm-hmm. and Blue. Like we may not, I don't, we don't hang out. We don't play poker, but well, I respect them. We are cut from the same cloth. Yeah. And RIP Voodoo Extreme. Look at this dog. <laughs> You see, this is what happens every night, David. I end up here with this duper, yeah. and then we fall asleep Wait. doing this. Yeah. Wait, did we end the podcast? No, not yet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> One last thing. I haven't been on my soapbox in a while, and I've actually seen it happen several times in the chatty and just in general. Uh, if you're on the internet, which you probably are because you're listening to us, or seriously, too, then say you're on Twitter. Or Facebook, right? People love Facebook. Oh, yeah. You see a link or a headline, right? And it confirms your bias. And then you hit that retweet button. Don't do that. Actually click the link. Read the article. Become a more informed reader and sharer of information. It also helps prevent the sharing of fake news. Which is a huge problem these days. I might say the biggest problem. So click the link. It's not that hard. And impeach Trump. Because Mueller told you to. It's right there. He basically said it. Read between the lines. Yeah. But anyway, before you hit share, uh, actually click on the link because it helps the writer. Because you know David was looking at page views for Death Garden today. You know it helps uh, Greg if he you know he's looking at the views for the Death Garden videos or Clay who was our who was awesome to stand in for us. Yeah. Uh, He's a real stand up fella. He really is, man. I I ended up. I ended up at his birthday in Oakland. That's right. It was great. Gogi uh, time. Shout outs to Gogi time. Yeah, shout out to Gogi time for real. Holy crap. Yeah. What a fine establishment. Because, you know, yeah. not every Korean barbecue is well ventilated. That one is. Not only that, but I love that they just give you, a, like, you can just you just want a bunch of appetizers with, like, the all you can eat meat. You just, like, yeah. keep ordering appetizers. Yeah. It was just, yeah. it wasn't free, but. Well, it's all, all inclusive. inclusive. Yeah, all inclusive. All inclusive appetizers is something that I'm all for. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we had a great time. Corn there. cheese. Did, oh, you didn't have the corn cheese, but you you bore witness to its greatness. Yeah, it's like right. no. Nah. But it was glorious. It's glorious. It's like 
the best thing that I've ever discovered. If I could eat cheese, I would I would probably check out the corn cheese, but yeah. It's just cheese and corn, man. It's not easy, folks. If you're listening <laughs> at home, you can do it yourselves. Just get some canned sweet corn, get your favorite cheese, melt that shit. There you go. That's my, that's my Martha Wait, Stewart. canned sweet corn and cheese? That's pretty much it. Okay, I'll try that. Yeah, it sounds like a winning combination it, to me. It, it looks it delicious. It is. You're gonna. It'll. You're gonna have. There's a grease factor, obviously, but you, yeah. you, anyone that eats cheese is prepared for that. Uh, so go at it, kids. There you and go. I guess. I, guess, <laughs> I don't I know what the name of this episode is, honestly. Corn and cheese. Corn and cheese. Cheese corn. Corn Hideo and cheese. Kojima is the new cheese. Peter Molyneux. Cheese corn. Cheese, cheese stranding. Corn. Cheese stranding. Cheese ladder. <laughs> cheese string ladders. Cheese. Ladders with cheese. I don't know. Death string death string cheese. The string cheese death incident. Death string cheese incident. Death yeah. string cheese incident. Incident. How to spell death stranding. Boom. Done. Yeah. Print it. Because right. did you see that yesterday? Yeah. All the different people hashtagging. It was like death strafing. Yeah. Death straighting. Uh death strand. Death stranded. I saw that. It was so many variations dearth, of it. Dearth Strangler. Dearth, dearth of Stranglers. And dearth Stronger, you play as an accountant, and you've got to balance the books. Otherwise, you're going to get fired. Yep. Because you're Dearth Strunding, CPA. <laughs> I'm a CPA. Yeah. I mean, you're you not Dearth Strunding, are look, you? Look, I'm just saying, like, if this doesn't seem like an authentic CPA experience to you, don't worry. We talked with CPAs, so yeah. we kind of know what we're talking about now. Yeah, no. After discussing it with the people. Yeah. But not actually having any on the team. Yeah. Don't worry. But, like, we showed it to someone. We gave them money, and they were they were cool. We got, like, fist bumps and stuff, so. Nice. Well, don't worry about this was a it. great, cool I would say this is this was a great low-tier a podcast by a, a low tier on a low tier day for a low tier gaming news website <laughs> like Shack News. Yeah, we're definitely low tier. I cannot wait to make our PR tier list, Blake. Next week, that's gonna be great. Oh my God! Yes, we have, should. Uh, we'll have a we fun time have with our PR tier list, and then we can share it with them, or have Greg <laughs> make a video. Have Greg <laughs> make a video. Oh my God, man! <laughs> oh my God. I'm telling you, fucks given meter so low, guys. Yeah. It, it, this is a dangerous position for Shaq needs to be in because the guy in charge gives no fucks. No, he doesn't. <laughs> That's why the worst Shacker lists exist. Yeah, right. Yeah, we we heard it two episodes ago. This, I I quit giving a fuck like yeah over a month ago, and things just are intensifying. Yeah, so expect more crazy shit. But thanks for listening. I, yeah. I, I, you know, I hope we're gonna gain listeners or at least mind share through Wikis's time stamping. Because, uh, for instance, uh, Galadriel, right? Yeah. Lovely Shacker. She takes. Yeah. Uh, she's uh, kind of the curator of the photo assignments. Right. She has a little kidlet that she calls, you know, her kidlet, her little boy. Mm-hmm. She can't listen to us because we curse so much. Oh. And she's always oh, around it, the kid, like she's a stay-at-home mom. I yeah. Uh... And she teaches. She's a. He's he's homeschooled. She teaches him. I didn't use to curse that much, but then I started writing for fourteen hours a day. I always cursed, and then like I I used to go on the old the old chatty cast. Yeah. And I would try to not curse, 
But then they cursed, and I was like, oh, I guess I can curse. So I try not to curse on live stream, you know, or anything, but yeah. um, this has yeah, been this has been a profanity-laced podcast since we started. It has. And yeah. we just, it's because, like, what am I going to do? Go through and timestamp all this, like, Wickus and well, bleep like, out everything? Also, like, Lola as a producer was pretty soft in the beginning, and... You know, you can't you can't make those rules up after the fact. So Lola's is like, all right, you boys well, swear now if you have no, to. No, but like Lola has been the no fucks given chair pet. That's true. So like she's she I would say that she believes in letting the people self govern. She's really been hands off when it comes to my CEO role. Yeah. Uh, which has been cool. We've been working together on this. It's almost like what would have happened if Steve Jobs didn't die. Right. And he was chairman. And Tim Cook was CEO. Yeah. They would have collaborated on stuff. I can see it. Uh, but yeah. So yeah, basically Lola's the new Steve Jobs. And that's it. That's the show. Right? That's it. Blake, you want to take us out? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait, sorry. Go ready? out there and do it for Shaq, dude. Sorry. All right. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, it's cheese and corn. It's corn and cheese. But when you eat it, yo, you're bound to be pleased because it's just so delicious, not quite nutritious. But in addition, yo, you'll have some pimp shit like a little gogi, perhaps some spicy pork. Yo, you better eat it, but you don't use a fork. You got to pick up those chopsticks, put it in your mouth. It goes in, your belly comes out down south. And once you're done... Wiping your bum, put on the Shaq cast for some more fucking fun. Yeah, Shaq cast, we done it again. And now is the time when the show just ends. Oh, yeah. Blake, <laughs> I'll see you in a week. Oh, you 